to deliver their their flagship awards of the entire video game industry, well, whatever that sentence means. That's a, I have no idea. But it's how we go. It's how we're opening our most significant episode in two whole years. Yeah. Our, yeah. It's a significant one, for sure. Yeah. And this is the pre-show. All right, this is the this pre-show. is the prelude. Yeah. Fair. To the awards night, we've we haven't even gotten dressed yet. We haven't. Our and suits are still getting tailored. Yeah, they are. They're, while yeah. we sit here, actually. Yeah. Keeps tickling my feet and yeah. my ankles. <laughs> yeah, they're tailoring it onto us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, this, uh, we missed 2022, obviously. that You got away from us a bit, just for, for various reasons. We, mm. had, we had a lot of commitments on back into 2022. We did. Uh, but we, of course, we didn't want to rob everyone of, um, and we didn't want to rob 2022 of the Rumbly Awards uh, experience. Yep. So we're we're going to capture it all two years in one episode, uh, where we celebrate um, the best of those two years for us as as gamers. Um, yeah, we're not going to focus on the worst of Resident Evil Five. Uh, we're just going to focus on the positives mm-hmm. of Resident Evil. Yes, somehow. <laughs> Resident Evil always comes into our lives. It does. It's it's shaping everything about we us. We complete right now. Resident Evil marks at this point. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, we can't yeah. even we can't think of the series in a positive light anymore. After you know the Resident Evil Five episode, we're playing yeah. Resident Evil Six. It's a total shit show. But the good show is the Rumble Pack. The good show is the Rumbly Awards and pre-show. Um, we just had the Game Awards, the official Game Awards this week live on YouTube and I watched it all and uh, they spoke about it went for about three hours and they had about 20 minutes of awards and speeches and about two and a half hours of trailers and and advertising and we're here to break the mold and just discuss the games just talk about the games and the ads behind the games talk about the ads yeah yeah probably Actually, no. I shouldn't mention any brands because you know I don't want to. I don't want them to charge us for mentioning them. <laughs> but you know, just well, we to... better never mention any of the uh, makers of any of the games again. Yeah. Well, look, listen, uh, we uh, we're hot property. We are, and if we were mentioning big brand, brands, it would be the biggest brands. <laughs> yeah, so it would just... be Guinness. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rest assured, everyone. That uh, whatever whatever expensive item is in the closest expensive item to you, that product is likely one of our sponsors, <laughs> yeah, or the maker of, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. th- this is the big time, and uh, yeah, we're we're, pretty, we're really keen to be here and catch back up um, because we've missed a, we've missed a little bit again. Twenty twenty two, we didn't get to do it, but it's uh, our pride and joy to talk about the uh, to celebrate the, the the great upside of video games. Yes. Over to the auditorium, mm-hmm. the big show, where all the all the celebrities will be there. All those big sponsors. All the sponsors will be there. We can't name them. Chris Rock will be there. Will Smith will be there. Everyone's going to be there. It's going to be incredible. Triano's oh. going to be there. Yeah. You my know fa- he'll be there. My face is hurting 
from a smile of, uh, of of the great smile on my face, thinking about Chris Rock being there with Will Smith. Yeah, the left side of my face is just it's so excited. Well, yeah, my my face is uh, feeling sore in anticipation mm. of getting smacked by Will Smith at the Rumblies. Yeah, and I uh, look, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> will you be the, the the will you be the bald one who gets mocked while I go up and slap him in re- revenge of what he <laughs> yeah, said to you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if anyone talks about my bald head, you got to get up there and you got to smack whoever's talking. I'll defend your honour like any great man would, Will. <laughs> yeah. Don't Ju- worry. Justice for Will yeah. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, bit of a ro- there's a bit of a reversal going on here. Yeah. Well, how about, how was the year anyway, just briefly, in, in terms of games and, and outside gaming? This is the closing show of the year. How's, how's 2023 been? I think it's been a I think it's been a really positive year that I haven't quite been, I haven't really you know uh, made the most of in a lot of ways. Uh, we set out my list at the start of the year of all the games I was going to play. I'm probably halfway through that list. Yeah, in, that's right. I, f- I forgot about the list. Oh, because I haven't got to Dead Space the remake. I haven't got to Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. I haven't got to Hogwarts Legacy though. That's my next game. You, um, yeah, you tainted your list from the get go with putting about ten games you wanted to replay on it. What are you doing? <laughs> I just I like to be a kid every now and then and replay all those games like I used to. But yeah. no, I, I um I. I think it was a really good year. I know it's, uh, and you'll probably cover off on this. I don't want to spoil what you're going to say by any means, because I don't know what you're going to say, but it's likely going to be have a hint of this, uh, and that is that there were, yeah, the remake theme continued. Not a, not a whole lot of originality coming out, um, but hmm. it was a sequels and remakes, sequels and remakes. Yep. Uh, but I think, but I think a lot of those sequels and remakes were were very strong. Uh, it's just, yeah, it was, it was lacking that uh, raw creativity you know new idea sort of um theme that of course we love all the time yeah absolutely we even saw a trailer at the the game awards uh, of uh, moon studios the makers of ori yeah uh, what they, was it called for uh, uh something is a real cliche name it started with f didn't it something oh uh, yeah for <laughs> something 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 i don't know <laughs> yeah it's a really it was uh it was a, cliche it's though. a very cliche yeah, name but the, it looks beautiful the game it, it looks fantastic yeah. but that's so that, that's an example of a studio making something you know they rather than going with a sequel they've made something with all of their creative might and visual talent yeah and you know they've uh made something that looks really special but it's original yes but it's very loosely based in their what their strengths are from ori um, yeah but you I've, won't need an xbox to play that either Oh, sick. That's PS5. Really good. That's good. Because uh, they're not Microsoft owned anymore. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I think that's just, that's the sort of creativity we're okay with seeing. You know, it's a it's a new, turning a new leaf for, yeah, for, for a sure. company. So, um, for sure. Yeah, that was my thought on the year anyway. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, I at the beginning, I didn't think I'd played many games, but then when I listed out all the games I'd played this year in the, the notes for this, I, I realized I'd actually covered a lot this year. And I think that was mainly because in my own personal life, I got a sort of career job where I was able to, I guess, relax a bit more out of work, not having to stress about, you know, trying to job hunt and doing all these other things. So I don't know. I think I covered off like a lot of games this year, even if it was mostly backlog. I, co- I played some new games of, of, uh, for sure, but I did cover a lot of my backlog this year and I'm still doing that right now. And I'm sort of keen. I've really like hit this stride where I'm just like really hitting my backlog and it just feels really good. 
Mm. I'm just not buying any games. I'm just like playing all the games that I know I've wanted to play for years and I've just delayed for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, I don't know. In terms of gaming, like I think it's been a good year. I've played lots. I've played a pretty diverse grouping of games and um, I've played some games that have turned out to be some of my favorite games ever as well. Mm. And some surprise ones as well that I never thought I'd play that I loved and um, and all that. Yeah. And then, and then the... To cap the, to cap the year off, you and I linked our PlayStation accounts, and now we're like one entity in the gaming world. So now we're like conjoined. I actually think of us as Harry and Voldemort's heads conjoined in the movie. Mm. That's us. And you're the, in the PlayStation like metaverse. Yeah, yeah. You're the bald one. Yeah, I'm the one. Yeah, that's fine. With yeah. the mad cackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With no <laughs> nose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I even uh, and this is a this probably this won't feature in the episode at all. Uh, but you know, like I even played, uh, I'm playing the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, which is uh, you know, a game that was panned from earlier in the year by the makers of the Dead Space series. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that yeah it came out about the same time as the Dead Space remake. But it was uh, that that's actually been a pleasant surprise as well. So mm, uh, so hectic. I hmm. Hectic, very hectic. I tried it the other night at your place, and it was so brutal. Yeah, very crazy. Brutal. Not not the not the craziest thing going on. It doesn't. I can see why people, if they thought it was going to be Dead Space, they wouldn't be as uh, you know as as pleased because it's not a shock horror. No, you know, it's not as jump scary yeah. and survival. But it's it's, it's very much. It's not a complete rehash though. It's more of like a survival thriller, I suppose, like rather than horror. Yeah, um, yeah. So it really, yeah, even that pleasantly surprised me. So uh, there's there are some gems out there still to be discovered that yeah. came out this year. Um, and and because, as we'll get into, there's plenty we didn't get to play either. Yeah. that are no, quite notable. Mm. So so rest assured, yeah. everyone, if we if we're avoiding what the the common you know the the common. Uh, shit, I don't know. Thoughts of the masses are like in games like Callisto Protocol. The uh, the the common agenda. It's common agenda. Yeah. We 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 buck those trends. Yeah. And we just play things based on what we want to play, and we're always and, and it's true. We're, we're happy with it. It's true. So we, this isn't going to be no IGN. They're not a sponsor. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, this isn't some IGN. Uh, They're a rival. Sponsored actually. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, this is uh, this is from our hearts and souls. It is. Maybe let's get into some of the games we played this year. Um, why don't you start us off? I want to hear what you played. Um, in order well, of the I, listing that you wrote. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> in order is going to be a stretch. Can't remember that. I can't remember the things that well. Everything. Tell me what. Tell me what you played. What right. are you playing on? So, what console are you playing on? What do you? So. What do you do when you play a game? You. What do you wear? Well. Um, I know you're this always... This is dis- what the people want. This is what they want on the red carpet. Look. They want to know what, what are you wearing well, while I, you're playing the game. I usually describe to you what I'm wearing or what I'm not wearing when we're playing and it normally disturbs you. So I, I don't think everyone else wants to know. <laughs> you are a disturbing person. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a free spirit. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's uh, So I played... Bucking that agenda. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2010... 20, uh, 2077. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2010? Yeah. My God. 2077. Uh, this is, uh, I played uh, Resident Evil 4 and 5. Yep. Uh, Assassin's Creed... 4 Remake, should be noted. Yep, yep, yeah. Remake. Assassin's Creed Mirage. And, f- and 5D Make. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Silver, get, got back into that. Bloody That's a current play because we play. Uh, uh, we actually got our batteries replaced in our cartridges, um, and we're playing on Game Boys, and we're going to try and we've talked about this before. Complete the whole Pokedex together, yep. and um, that's been going good. You've played 
way more than me. And somehow I've got almost the exact same amount of Pokemon as you. Yeah, it's the it's just it's just the way we get I'm all about efficiency. Yeah, I'm thirty five hours and probably like bloody five I think minutes. I'm fifteen hours. Yeah, I'm five minutes ahead of you. Uh, I don't know, I just I get I get absorbed. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, Pokemon oh, said that Pokemon Silver, sorry. Yes. Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, God of War Ragnarok. It, it did come out last year, but I technically got the platinum on Jan- 5th of January. Yeah, yeah. So I played it this year. And your first ever platinum? My first ever plat. Yeah. Congrats. How do Thank you feel? You, Thank you so much. I feel... I feel um, like <laughs> not a loser anymore. I, for, I forgot that I ever had one. So <laughs> that's what I think. Well, you don't look at your trophies before bed? <laughs> I do. I, I do, and then I get lost in the... They've got trophy points. I don't know the difference. I... Just look at the number on the next of the trophy. Don't worry about the points. <laughs> well, I thought I was. It's ridiculous. I was confused. They're trying to be gamer score and they'll never be it. <laughs> <laughs> that thing we think plats are better than. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, I dabbled in plenty of oldies and, uh, but, you know, but goodies too. Uh, but oldies. Just recurries, yeah. Recurries? Oldies. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's me. About a few games less than I anticipated, uh, but I still. Again, yeah. What was on your list that you didn't play? What was on the the list of start of the year? You wanted to replay The Last of Us, didn't you? The Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part oh, Two. Oh no, I wanted to do. And yeah. that's coming out now in a PS Five. Yeah. Remaster. Um, so you could that'll be an opportunity to play it. It's got get a new roguelike mode in it or something. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, we've also got. Um, so those two games, I wanted to play Dead Space Remake. I wanted to play Horizon Forbidden West, and I've I own that, so I will be playing that. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, right? That's ten, that might still scrape into this year, so that's still got potential. Okay, well, the Callisto Protocol came out of nowhere. It did, and, and that's um, that was just free, so I played that. Although I'll just give it a whirl. Uh, it's not taking anyway. No, move on. I'll I'll take up too much time talking crap. Um, I think that's probably off the top of my head. They're the ones I was going to play that I didn't play. Yeah, I don't know. There might have been one, one or two others that you're not remembering or something. But but that's but, like seventy hours. Yeah, yeah. Between those games, so yeah. I also gave you a Switch game about five months ago that you haven't touched since either, which is the which is the the general trend of me giving you a game and it sitting with dust on it for three years. What so, is a cartridge if you can't blow the dust out of it? <laughs> so you might get to that eventually. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, well, I did forget about that. Sorry. Yeah, Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion 3. I hinted uh, at it the other week. You said you were playing something in the chat and I just sent a gif of Luigi being yeah. upset. Yeah, I um, <laughs> it didn't twig for me what the hell that was until that night. I woke up in the middle of the night and went, Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, did, I did pick on that. Good. Um, what nice. about you? All right, let's talk about what I played. I Yes, yeah, so I've got a... I played a few, actually. I've got a few games here. Um... So, yeah, there's two carryover from last year. So, same as you, God of War Ragnarok, I finished and got the platform early Jan. Um, and then also a game called Cult of the Lamb indie game I was playing through December and Jan, um, which is uh, one of my favorite indies ever now. It's such a good game. I was obsessed with that game for like <laughs> a month straight. Um, Crash Team Racing, um, we played, and I, I, I went back through the adventure mode and played the story again. So, I guess that counts. Um, some Mario games who would have thought I, I played the original Super Mario Brothers again I played Super Mario Brothers 3 again um, and then Super Mario Brothers Wonder came out uh, late only a couple of months months or so ago um, in October um, and that was a really good 2D Mario game that was actually up for Game of the Year at the Game Awards um, 
they liked so much, I suppose. Mm. Um, then the the classic. Uh, there's there's two series this year that really took the majority of my time. Even though I've still got way more games to say after, but these two series uh, took up a lot of time and that's Metroid which is the 2021 Ramblers I think I said the same thing I was like I've played all these Metroid games I've done it again in 2023 uh, I played Metro, four Metroid games I played Metroid Prime 1 twice because uh, I played Metroid Prime 1 on Wii and then I played a primary master on Switch uh, which I was absolutely obsessed with for the whole time I played it and then I played Metroid Fusion which is a GBA Metroid game on my analog pocket which is my like souped up Game Boy and then I played Metroid Samus Returns which is for the uh, Nintendo 3DS which is a remake of Metroid 2 uh, which I really like that as well um, so I've, I've now played every 2D Metroid game and I've played Prime twice so I've just got to play Prime 2 and 3 I guess but yeah I've played all the Metroids now basically um, and then there was Pikmin I also played Pikmin this year which I'd never played that before and I dived into Pikmin I think I was impressed by myself getting into Metroid a couple of years ago and just deciding I'm going to commit and I did and then I was like I'm doing that for Pikmin because I wanted to play Pikmin um, and I played Pikmin 1 Pikmin 3 and Pikmin 4 this year um, just not Pikmin 2 but I do own it and I, it's in my backlog in my pile so I will get to it but I've, I love Pikmin now it's a great great little series um, Resident Evil same as you 4 remake and we played 5 together Um and then a bunch more here. So I played Sea of Stars, which is an indie indie uh, RPG, which is a beautiful art style. One of the best looking games, in my opinion, I've ever seen. It does look nice. Yeah. Um, Halo Infinite played a bunch. This was just multiplayer, not the campaign, but um, some friends and I got back into Halo a lot this year. We've got Wednesday night, uh, Halo night, and it's been really fun to just commit to playing that weekly. And a lot of the updates they've actually brought to that now has made the game really fun. So it's been good to play that the most recent one was a whole mac pack mac map pack playlist of remastered like remade halo 3 maps and it's the best you weren't meant to mention our sponsors will i haven't mentioned monster energy yet (laughs) but you mentioned mac pack oh mac pack (laughs) map pack (laughs) um yeah they they made a halo 3 remake playlist and that was awesome um (laughs) F-099 came out in a Nintendo Direct, which is a 99-player F-Zero Battle Royal, which was really fun for a few weeks there, just slamming 99 other players in fast racing. That was really fun. Um, I did burn out on it pretty quick after that, but like for the few weeks, it was really cool to play. I played Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I didn't get to Cyberpunk 2010, but I got 2077, <laughs> um, and that was a surprise, uh, really fun enjoyable game that i played for about 30 to 35 hours we've done an episode on that recently so we've talked about that obviously zelda tears of the kingdom came out in back in may and i put in over over 100 hours uh into that game and that's a that's a great game uh similar to breath of the wild and then we've got the current one so dark souls remastered was on my is in my backlog for so long and i've played that now for almost 50 hours i'm actually right in front of the final boss ready to beat it but i'm just trying to clean up trophies so i've basically beat the game you'll never beat me um in the final boss room well you said you're sitting right in front of the final boss yeah look at me i'm right here <laughs> That's too old. i'll smash you uh we got video evidence of our pokemon battle from a month ago where i did beat you so uh don't worry about it don't remember that yeah um, I'm also playing right now The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD uh, out of my backlog on my Wii U which has been really good it's kind of like a it's kind of just like a rehash of Ocarina of Time basically with 
better better graphics and better, better combat and all that stuff, which is which is pretty fun, just with a bit of a darker tone, I guess. Um, and then Pokemon Crystal is going on in our, our Pokemon playthrough. And that's it. That's all the games I play. It's a lot. I actually played a lot this year. The expansion pack, Pokemon Crystal. Yeah. The Crystal's DLC. been good. I've played it so many times, it never gets old. <laughs> never gets old, but it's good to play with someone at the same time and actually use a link cable properly to trade. It's just, It's been really fun, really nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all the games I played. We played a bunch together as well. So this is, yeah, we we got to get we got to get a life, I think. There's a lot of games here we, we played together. Yeah. <laughs> got uh, obviously FIFA, but we've moved on from FIFA 22 because our first uh, game we bought in our PlayStation linked accounts was FC, EAFC 24. Oh, we've yeah. upgraded to the, the most recent FIFA, mm-hmm. which we don't normally do. We normally just lag like two, three years behind every time. Yep. But now we're on the current Paying game. at least 50 cents tops. Yeah. That's what we normally do. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, Fever 22 was actually a PlayStation Plus game we got for free yeah. one month. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even favor it. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got FC now. We've been playing. That's been, that's been good. I, I like it. It's fun to play. Yep. Um, we played a bunch of Mario Party with our uh, friend of the podcast, Jake, and, and some other friends as well. Mario Party 1, 2, and 3, and Superstars a bit. Probably Superstars not as much, but we played a fair bit of 1 and 2 on the Switch app. Because that, that came to the Switch online or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. they've just virtual put, console. They put three on the yeah, put three on there recently. We've only done it one game, but we'll have to get back to it. Of course, Mario Tennis on N sixty four. We're always playing that before before Mario Party, the classic game, never gets old. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Pokemon Stadium two, Resident Evil five. We've mentioned uh, just done an episode on. We played Rocket League a bit earlier in the year, but it's I've deleted it forever now because I hate it. Until you. Get it back. I I'm never getting it back. It's done. It's actually over for real. Bookmark that, uh, timestamp that, or something. You know, I'm never write gonna, it down, everyone. I'm, I'm never getting. I'm never getting that back. Because when we do an episode on Rocket League, Will's going to be back I know back enough in. about Rocket League to do an episode. I can do one right now off the cuff. I don't have to talk. talk I don't have to play Rocket League to bloody talk about. I'd be concerned if you couldn't just do one off the cuff, given it's a a game for children. <laughs> well, you're the big child that still hasn't installed. <laughs> I just started uh, playing it again recently. Oh god, we got four, we played Fall Guys. Speaking of child games, you got into Fall Guys, yeah, and we started playing that. I I, I downloaded it just for something for us to muck around on, and it's and it, like it is fun. Yeah, it is a fun game. Um, you, you'd run out of steam pretty quick with it. Yeah, but well, that's fine. what I did when it came out because I, I was playing it when it first launched, and probably after I don't know five ten hours, I was like, I can't be bother doing this anymore. Yeah, and I think we've. I mean, we haven't played it now in a couple of months, so it's probably happened again. Yep. Um, and yeah, now Resident Evil 6 we're playing. And uh, we also played RE-verse Singular uh, game. once, <laughs> which was uh, played one game of that. And, and you won. You and won we, clutch. We won. Yeah. And we, uh, we unlocked about 75% of the trophies for the game in one hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we smashed it. So that was, uh, that's it. That's a lot of games. That's all, all the games we played and we played played together this year. Next year, I think we should just, we should just focus on just one game each for the year. Just play one game for like 500 hours and mm. then just have one game together and that's it. We just have two games and that's it. Um, Call, of, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare uh, 5. Yeah. And then together we'll play Fortnite. Yeah, like 500. We can do that. Yeah. Mm. Done. All right. All right. Well, that's it. Well, that's, um, that's 20, our 2024 episode already done. 
Yeah. Because we've got those games to play and there's well, not much to tell, talk about them. We're going to have to pick a game of the year from those two. I don't know. We should, we'll, we'll do it now. <laughs> you got a coin? Uh, yeah, uh, Fortnite. Because it just it gives Fortnite the, was tails. We called heads. Oh, shit. <laughs> but it just gives the kids so many dance vibes. Well, they got Lego Fortnite now. Mm. That just came out. It's concerning, isn't it? Mm. Fortnite, uh, I think it's not actually a game anymore. Like, like when you download Fortnite, you, obviously you would just download the, the game for Fortnite, like the Battle Royale game. I think now if you download Fortnite, it's like a full-on platform. Like, it has, it has games within games. Like, there's the Battle Royale game, the Lego Fortnite game's like its own, like, survival thing. And then there's like a new Rocket League-inspired racing game in there and all this stuff. It's like it's like a full on like universe in the in the file. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and kids are just deep in there. Yeah, yeah. I hope they're okay. So let's download. Only to get awareness mm. of what the kids are dealing with. Oh, I think the secret to defeating AI might be in there. <laughs> yeah, we never know. Half the players it. are probably AI. We, I don't know. Yeah, Look, you're not wrong. Yeah, carrot. So. C- Digital carrots. <laughs> yeah. uh, we thought it would be good to recap a couple of things before we toast the year. Um, previous Game of the Year winners. So we've started to bank up some Game of the Year w- winners now because we've done, obviously, last time out, the Game of the Year was It Takes Two mm-hmm. in 2021, which was an amazing Game, co-op experience we had together. Very fun, and we we still forget about that game when we talk about our co-op experiences. Yeah, and that was yeah that was the probably best pure co-op game I've played. It's the second best. Resident Evil Five was was really good. Yeah, but it takes two. Um, yeah, he's number two. Funnily enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll, we have. I'll, wait, comp- I'll just yeah. You just say what you want to say. <laughs> I guess, yep. <laughs> we I, have compiled... I, I, uh, I will. I quit. You do. All right. After this episode. Good luck. I'll recast you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Bruce, recast Bruce. you with someone that plays Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Redfield. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's recap what we've picked as Game of the Year and years prior because we, uh, we sort of backlogged ourselves to 2017 last time out. Um, but we've been doing uh, episodes of the podcast where we've looked at uh, years in the past, starting from 1994, the year we were born. So we've picked Game of the Year since then as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got eight more Game of the Year winners listed now, and then eventually that'll be every year since we were born, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you read through what we've picked so far? So way back way back in the, uh, you know, mere 21 years ago, 1994, young couple of young fellas... Came into the earth. 20, did you say 21 years ago? Yeah, look at you, spring, little spring chicken over there. <laughs> My hair's just st- still a, coming through. You don't look a day. Exactly. That's yeah. Why isn't- <laughs> yeah, it's not that I lost it. It's that, it's that I haven't grown it yet. Yeah, yeah. I've still, yeah. Got, I've still got like 15 baby teeth. <laughs> yeah. It's because my adults are still coming. Yeah, it is hard for you to chew. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> well, your baby teeth, they're not strong enough. You struggle with steak. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've never been caught by that myth before. Uh, <laughs> my my pro, my my eating ego has been hit. Yeah, um, you big baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, nineteen ninety four, we had Super Metroid. Yes, what a game. Nineteen ninety five, Donkey Kong Country two. What a game. 
1996. Super Mario 64. That was a good game. Mm. 1997. Crash Bandicoot 2. Good game. That was a game. <laughs> nah, great. Great game. Crash, Crash 2. 2017, because we, we're still filling in that void. Uh, yes. Week, uh, you know, every few weeks. Yes. Uh, we, we had The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. 20, 2018, we had God of War. PS4. No brainers. Both of those. No brainers. 2019, we had the Resident Evil 2 remake. Great game. I can't remember what won the uh, game of the year at like the game awards that year. It might have been Sekiro or something. It was Sekiro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2020, none other than Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Great game. Beautiful. And that beat our Last of Us Part 2 for us. We picked Ori. Oh, two, that. two incredible games. Yeah. Amazing games. I think Last of Us won the Game of the Year award at the Game Awards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Ori's a, Ori is a ripper of a game. Uh, so that's that's the past. That's what's brought us here. Uh, as we as we as we're still teething and hearing. Yeah. Uh, but it's time to have a look at the games that just uh what do we do games that <laughs> you know, <laughs> games, a show before mate. Games not nominated. The, the award show starting in about yes, games 10 we, minutes. Games we haven't nominated for the for any award this year but they're very notable. Well, this is all games that were largely successful and notable in the years that we're going to give awards out for. Mm-hmm. Um, that aren't in yeah, they're not nominated at all. Or at least they're not nominated for the game of the year awards and all that for us. Um, and it's mainly because we either didn't play them or we just felt that they were not deserving, I suppose. Hmm. <laughs> not deserving. So 2022, there's only five because 2022 is actually a really quiet year of gaming because a lot of games got delayed till this year because of the effects of like COVID and whatnot. Hmm. So there wasn't that many games that came out, um, but the five that I know were largely successful and notable were uh pokemon legends arceus which i actually bought and played for a bit but i just didn't didn't hook me as much as other people but it, people do really like that game yeah and i think what it did was cool um allowing you to actually throw pokeballs like aim and throw pokeballs in the wild and then all this and catch it's, it's good um a couple of games uh that were sort of a bit different was pentiment and immortality i won't go into detail on what they are but they were pretty notable like high rating games Pentiment especially was uh, sorry Immortality I think was actually like in 10 out of 10s and all these things I haven't heard of either of them yeah they're on Game Pass and stuff um, Tunic was a, a really good one that I've I've dabbled in a bit but I re- should really play that full great little like Zelda inspired um, action game mm-hmm. um, and then Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is um, a really big one for 2022 that I own but I actually haven't played still haven't played it um but that was even nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards in 2022. Um, okay. Huge game. Yep. And then 2023, I'll just list them out. We don't have to stay on it even, but there's a few here that uh, aren't going to get nominated for Game of the Year. Um, so well, Starfield. Well, is some f- we just flat out haven't played as well. Well, the majority we haven't mm. played, but but uh, Starfield uh, is not getting nominated because I played it and I think it's shit, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Just one game of the year at the Game Awards, but we haven't played it. And you know what? The thing about Baldur's Gate 3, I'll just quickly say, is like, I'm I'm happy for it. Like, it's fine. I don't care that it won, but I, I, I looked up, like, gameplay of it because I was like, 
you know, should I actually try this? Or, like, is it worth me even having a go at this? Because everyone seems to just be obsessed with it, mm. you know. And I looked at the gameplay and I could not have imagined something being so, like, not appealing to me. It's like, <laughs> it's, it kind of plays like Diablo, but then it's got, like, sections with, like, real-time combat where it's, like, sort of the camera's down near the characters. and But then a lot of the combat's, like, just turn-based combat. And it just, I don't know. There's something about it. I look at it and it's just like, I don't find this gameplay appealing at all. Like, it does, it looks really unexciting to me, but people seem to love it. So I'm like, I'm glad for people that love it. It's fine to me. Weebs. <laughs> there may be an element of that, <laughs> being it's a Dungeons and Dragons game. <laughs> with, with, with sex. Yeah. So what do you know? The, char- the, the One of the main characters in the trailer or video I watched or something had like, it was like a girl with like demon horns and like a massive tail and i was like that's got him i think i'm just gonna stay away (laughs) it's fun look i'm happy for people yeah um diablo 4 played it thought it was boring um but diablo is great but not nominated and then here's a bunch we haven't played so final fantasy 16 street fighter 6 um alan wake 2 Spider-Man 2, I'm sure, would have been nominated if we'd played it, but neither of us have got to it yet, mm. but I'm sure it's great. By all accounts, incredible. Yeah. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, you're going to get to. I'm sort of just whatever on it. I'm, I'd be keen to just like maybe experience some of it alongside you while you play it. Yeah. Um, and then two here uh, that are worth noting. I think Hi-Fi Rush is a actually really cool game that I tried earlier in the year. I, th- I, I think I just didn't get through the whole thing. I was playing something else and I Is just... Is that the musical, music-based one? Yeah, Combat. it's like all... You, you fight to the, the rhythm. Yeah. Really cool art styles. Kind of look like Sunset Overdrive kind of looking game on Xbox only. Um, and I thought that was really cool, but just didn't play it enough to say like, oh, I can nominate it for like the game of the year or whatever. And then Dead Space Remake, we just haven't played. Um, except I did for like half an hour. And um, it's, yeah, it, it's it's fine. Like it's it's just Dead Space. Yeah, to me. Yeah, and I'll uh, no, I frankly just didn't get to it because um, I was a bit slow. Yeah, but we th- we think it, we think of you all the time, Dead Space. Yeah, there's it's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It plays fine. It's just like it doesn't the di- the difference between that and then like the Resident Evil Four remake. The jump between that the original and that is so different. Mm. The jump between like original Dead Space and that. As soon as I played it, I was like, yeah, like visually this does look good, but it just feels the exact same. Like there's nothing. It's mm. like it's one for one, just like the same. <clears throat> and our it's, mate, Jake, it's not an evolution to me. And our mate Jake played the remake because he hadn't played the original game, and he absolutely loved it. Yeah, so. if you've never played the original, mm. it'd be like the best. Mm. But it, there was nothing about it that seemed like any sort of evolution at all to yeah. me. So mm. I was just like, ah, I can't be bothered. And it was just on Game Pass when I had that, so I just uninstalled it. Mm. Yeah. So that's it. Let's have a toast to video games. Um, I prepared a speech to run through if you'd allow me to do so and then we need to get into the limo and uh, get down to the auditorium yeah, for the go, awards go nuts I'm, I, I, you, you, got, you got a bit of a run to get up a bit of a head of steam to get up here so fire away let's, let's do it ladies and gentlemen esteemed guests and fellow gamers this is my practice run because I should probably say this in the auditorium yeah, yeah. but Tonight, we gather not just as spectators, but as enthusiasts, as believers in the power of pixels and the magic of virtual worlds. As we raise our glasses, let us toast to the incredible journey that has been the tapestry of video games in the years 2022 and 2023. 
In the realm of 2022, we were transported into breathtaking landscapes, witnessed epic battles, and forged unforgettable memories. Games like Elden Ring challenged our skills and captivated our imaginations as we embarked on a journey through a mesmerizing open world where every corner held a secret waiting to be uncovered. And who can forget the emotional roller coaster that was Life is Strange True Colors? We laughed, we cried, and we felt the weight of every decision. It reminded us in the vast sea of code and pixels, there beats a very human heart. Now, as we stand in the, on the precipice of 2023, the journey continues and the adventures uh, become even more extraordinary. Starfield has allowed us to reach for the stars, exploring the unknown and satisfying our innate curiosity. The anticipation and wonder of gazing at the cosmos reminded us that our imagination knows no bounds. In the hauntingly beautiful world of Horizon Forbidden West, we were swept away once again by the storytelling prowess of the gaming industry. Aloy's journey through a world reborn after devastation left us in awe of the narrative craftsmanship that video games can deliver. In this room, we share a common bond, a passion for the stories told through controllers, keyboards and screens. Each game is not just a collection of code, but a masterpiece that evokes emotions connects us across borders and bridges the gaps between us all. So here's to the creators who dared to dream, to the developers who worked tirelessly, and to the players who embarked on these incredible journeys. May the pixels on our screens continue to weave tales that captivate our hearts, challenge our minds, and remind us of the limitless possibilities that the world within the world of video games. Cheers to 2022 and 2023 the years that allowed us to escape, dream, and discover that sometimes the most profound adventures are the ones we experience from the comfort of our gaming chairs. Cheers to the magic of video games. Cheers. Clink. Clink. We didn't get drinks before we oh, did the no. toast. <laughs> I did notice you didn't mean... Uh, well, sorry, wonderful speech. And thank you to ChatGBT for providing that great excerpt <laughs> that we just read through. Um, I mean, what do you want? What, who, what do you want me to say? I want you to get up, and get in the limo, and get down to the auditorium so we can give out some awards to some of the marvelous games we played. Well, I hope Capcom's not going to be there because you didn't mention them. <laughs> I mentioned Life is Strange, True Colors, though, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> It all makes so much sense now. <laughs> oh, well, get, get to the bloody show. Yep, let's go. See you there.
Welcome everyone to the Rumble Pack Rumbly Awards 2022 and 2023 edition. Uh, we just got here from the pre-show and we did a cheers and we had no glass to clink. So now we've got ourselves a glass. Let's clink it. Full of big beer and we're going to clink it. Toasting 22 and 23. Hope for a great 2024 as well. Oh, right, cheers. Clink. You still said clink. Anyway. Yeah, I want to say clink. <laughs> You drink first, so I can fill in this time, and now I'll have a drink. Oh, I yeah. thought we'd both drink and go, ah, after. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Ooh, uh, ooh. It's good. It's a nice I, beer. I, I hope that met everyone's ASMR requirements for the day. <laughs> um, yeah. If you, uh, it was a bit much, a bit a bit too hot to handle, uh, just pull over off, off the road and just settle down. Yes. Yes. So we've... It's time for the award show. We've got, I don't know how many awards we've got, probably like 12 or something, 10, 10. But we uh, we said in the pre-show, obviously, we're going to list some awards. Uh, not every award, but we're going to list some awards for 2022 as well. Just we want to honour 2022. Um, and we've already spoken about, you know, both years and all the games we enjoyed. So I say we just stop with the foreplay. And we just get straight into our first awards. There's plenty of games to talk about as we go. Plenty of nominations and all of the, all that jazz. Um, and I think it's fitting that we start with our best indie game. An award for an exceptional indie game that wowed us during the year. And this is going to cover 2022 and 2023. So the best indie award. I don't know who actually has the uh, envelope. We've got We've both got envelopes, but we've sort of just split them up. You've got the envelope, so who else would have it but me? I'm prepared, Will. Well, the indie, the indie master over here, Luke, is uh, of course he would read out the indie award. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> if, you, if it feels wrong, you're allowed to take it. <laughs> no, no. So reminder: our 2021 winner was Death's Door, which was a great, uh, pretty tough little indie indie game uh, with a really nice art style, and this is the. The, the nominees this year we had four across the across the two years that I've uh, that we've sunk our teeth into and that is Sea of Stars Cult of the Lamb uh, Shovel Knight Dig and Planet of Lana so why don't you read out the first award so the winner of the best indie game for 2022 plus 2023 yeah is right here. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> Cult of the Lamb. So, Will, explain to the. Explain Why did we to pick us. this, Luke? I want you to explain. Yeah. I've, I've done the. I've done the hard work. Now it's time for you to. <laughs> it's time for you to explain to us exactly why Cult of the Lamb made such an impact on you. Such an impression. Well, I don't actually know if I've played an indie game that has made me so addicted before. Like the the sort of the the gameplay loop of Cold of the Lamb is just so so fun and random and satisfying. You basically you have to defeat all these gods um, and all these different stuff, but to do so, you need to build up. You like create this massive cult. You're like a cult leader. And you're constantly like going through and, um, you know, hypnotizing and sacrificing villagers to make the, all the rest of the villagers do things at your whim. And mm. you got to like, it's almost like a sort of 
um, town building game as well because you got to like build up a little like community. You got to like put down houses and bedding and like make sure you cook and sleep and eat and all these different things. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just like this weird mixture of fun combat and like hard boss boss fights and stuff. And then this like other component of like a management sim where you got to manage a whole cult and do all these like crazy stuff yeah and you like you know you, you get wives and then you kill your wife and you get like 10 more and all these other things like it's just such a fun like random game <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't do that and say that and then say it's fun that but that's the best part <laughs> <laughs> wife wife aside i was wife. gonna we were gonna pick another game and then i was like oh but i got you know all the wives wife aside is one of the greatest sins you can commit <laughs> no uh, you, you can marry and, and, and your wife can die and all these different things and you can sacrifice them if you want. But uh, I did sacrifice a few people, to be fair. I don't know if I sacrificed one of my, my at least maybe not wife, my partners or whatever. But um, yeah, I named characters after everyone. You you were a character in the game and you died and all these things. I buried you because I like... Did I, you sacrifice me? No, not from memory. You died from old age. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think you died from old age. I think you might have actually probably twenty four back it's then. Hard to remember. I, I why I I became married to a villager named Elise, who's my actual wife's name, and uh, she. Oh no. <laughs> she got. Oh no. There was like an ultimatum moment in in the game yeah, where I had to pick between, between her and the dog, her and some and some other thing. So she had to die, but then I I did it. I performed the ritual that brought her back, but she eventually she eventually died again. And so like yeah, you're all in the graveyard basically. So you're <laughs> telling me you're telling me you picked something else over your wife? No, not someone else. I think it was like a it, it was like an ultimatum from one of the gods. It, it wasn't like picking between two people. It was like this like either she dies or you commit to doing this thing for me or something. Yeah, and I had to do it. I can't remember why, but I but I I brought her back with a ritual later. She doesn't know. She yeah. So she doesn't know. But you basically brought her back to live an undead have, to live out her days as an undead uh, vessel of your own um, selfishness. Uh yeah. In yeah. a way, yeah. she was she was content though. You know, she looked happy on the screen. <laughs> In her second life, so I don't. I don't think the Rumblies is a great outlet for you. Um, Maybe I, not. I think we need to address these things before we go to air. Maybe not in future. Yeah, um, but I mean, you're still smiling after talking about sacrificing your wife. Um, so I am. I, <laughs> I, you know what the worst part is? Mm. Is my wife's in the audience and she's sitting next to Will Smith. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a bit worried I'm going to get my head knocked off in a minute pucker up son it's about to come <laughs> but yes congratulations to Cult of the Lamb the 2022 and slash 2023 winner of indie game best indie game award uh, uh, ridiculously I'm it sounds it sounds like a bit of a mythology um, game so I, I actually am interested now because you never told me about this while you played it, by the way. You, t- you told me about it when you were just about finish your obsession. And I was you like, actually should play it. It's actually so good. <laughs> it's, it's such a good game. Well, given I don't actually have a wife in real life, I can get away with bloody anything. Well, you could marry me in the game. Yeah, but then we'd go to hell, right? What sort of, what sort of religion are we dealing with? <laughs> it's whatever you make it. Yeah, You're okay. the cult leader. I'm gonna you can make do whatever it, you want. I'm going to make it Luke-dom. 
It's honestly and anything so, flies. It's honestly really addicting. I was so addicted to that game. Yeah. I could not I couldn't help myself. It was just so fun. Well, congratulations so to uh, best indie game 2022-2023, Cult of the Lamb. Yep. Next up, favorite TV show of the year. And that's and this is across both years again. We've both got a winner. Because obviously we watch different shows or whatever. So we've both got a winner for oh, this. Here one. I was thinking I was special with the one envelope, but you've got your own bloody no, envelope. No, I've got I've got yours and you've got mine. Yeah, so we're gonna course. read them out, but um basically uh the award, an award given to the best TV show watched this year, taking into consideration the writing, characters, visuals, and big moments from shows that release new content in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. So if we discovered this show for the first time, but it was made in 2019, for example, doesn't it's uh doesn't uh, qualify. No, it had, no, it had to have. It new didn't content. have to be. It didn't have to be discovered. If it finished in 2019, then, but we discovered it recently oh, in those years, doesn't qualify. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, it's like it's a current show. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, 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 it's a current show. So what are the, so? Uh, how about? What am I? You know, are you going to reveal? No, my yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Maybe the nominees would be good too. I got the bloody. I got yeah, it. We're trying to run a tight ship here. Luke. I got We've sorted. got about twenty minutes of advertisement coming up, so we need to <laughs> so do just, this right. <laughs> yeah. Just to recap, Will's twenty twenty one winner was Ted Lasso. Yes, uh, a show that I've since watched as well, and a beautiful show. Beautiful show. Yes, it took it. It took some convincing to get you on to that too. It did. Uh, yeah, it did. Mm. So, but Will's nominees. For this 2022-2023 season, season, yeah. Morning Wars, House of the Dragon, yep. Ted Lasso, yep. Yellowstone, and The Last of Us. So the winner, some good, some hard, some tough competition there. So they're, all, they're all great. Yeah, they're all great shows. The winner for Will. Is Morning Wars. Woo! Morning Wars on. Congrats to Apple TV. Congrats. Yeah. Don't mention them <laughs> for the, for the win. For the. <laughs> I mean, they'll pay us for mentioning it, surely. Well, yeah. That's what they promised. We are running Morning Wars advertisements after this. Yeah. Yeah. Morning Wars. That's my winner. Why? Yeah. It's just a great. I don't know. I just think it's such a great story, and like, it's very. It's very dramatic. Even the the most recent season that aired this year's like super dramatic. Elise and I watched it, and we were just so keen to watch the next episode every week. Would you the, say it's a drama? It's a, it's it's one hundred percent a drama. It's a uh-huh. yeah, but it's like it just turned it up in the the dramatic like scenes and and writing in the last season, and it was just full on. Like I just I just thought it was great. I think all the actors are really good. Um. And I remember talking about this in the last rumble. He's like, oh, I nominated Morning Wars, but obviously didn't win. But I talked about this last time. I, I, I never thought I'd... I don't think look on the outside looking in, I really thought I would enjoy a show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon as the two leads. Not that I disliked them as actors, actresses. Um, but very but I just mid-90s rom-com-y. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't know. That is, I don't know if that's my thing, but they're like, they're, they're great in this show. Like, all the actors are great. The latest season added in... Um, John Hamm is a great character. Um, I and Arthur Rob Batman. Yeah. Oh, the chin on him. Oh, mum, mum, buddy, mum loves him. Oh, he's a he's he's a massive guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. huge. Yeah. And he's a great actor. And in in the latest season of Morning Wars, he plays a really good role. That's like kind of a villain, kind of not. He's like it's really good. Um, so no, I just think it's an awesome show. 
Um, What's the gist of the plot? It's really captivated me. If you can sum up the the plot in a couple of sentences, that's the general idea of it. Um, I guess it's like morning TV. So like the morning shows, the, the, the main point of the show and they're kind of like working against uh, other networks to be on top. And then also there's like internal drama um, and, and Alex Levy, who's um, Jennifer Aniston's character and Bradley Jackson, who's Reese Witherspoon's pa- character end up being like the two um, anchors on the morning show at some point in the show. The same show. Yep, yep, and then and then you know they have their own like qualms and and other things going on, um, but yeah, Brad, Reese Witherspoon's character is basically just like a nobody reporter from um, inner America, and um, Alex finds her and interviews her on the morning show, and then in a publicity stunt, Alex um, proclaims at like a big award show thing that Bradley's her new co-host on the morning show, and Bradley gets thrown into the limelight in New York City from coming from the country, and it's all these things. Like, it's just good. Yeah, cool. It's good. So there's like lots of like internal drama. They deal. They actually deal with a lot of like real world stuff. Like there was like, and and it doesn't seem that obnoxious. Like I I feel like I normally would find obnoxious. Like they, there's they've gone through COVID in the show. They like went through like the Me Too movement in the show. All these different things, and it's like, yeah, you would think it's obnoxious because it's like doing the you know re replaying the real world Mm. stuff. But uh, I know it just they did it all really well and. Yeah, just great acting. But all, but every show that I listed could have really realistic, realistically could have won because I loved House of the Dragon. Ted Lasso is obviously Ted Lasso. Um, Yellowstone's a great show. Just waiting for that to come back for the finale. And then The Last of Us was such a good uh, uh, rendition of the of the, the game, obviously. But no, Morning Wars just I'd say right now has been my favorite show that I've watched this year, last year. But um, yeah, they're all great. Mm. Uh, House of the Dragon might be. Might have come second, I reckon. Yeah, because that was uh, that was awesome. And season two is coming. I'm I'm keen as, for sure. Yeah, let's get to yours. So your 2021 winner was Squid Game. Um, and I uh, I was uh, I was listening to that back the other day, and I, and then I was on Netflix yesterday, and I thought, should I just watch it? I've never I've never seen it, and I, I didn't, but <laughs> I, I thought about it considering your your winner. So brave, because there's a new Squid Game show on there now. So I saw the ad for it. I wasn't sure it was released or it's coming, but yeah, there's certainly. Oh, I think it's on there. Yeah, yeah, but um, the reckoning probably. Who knows? Squid Game, the squidening, <laughs> <laughs> the inking. It all began in the squidening. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yes, your nominees are House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Ted Lasso. <laughs> they're all the same. Uh, One Piece. It's a live action show. It's on Netflix, and Shawzy. And the winner is... You didn't seal yours, so there's no rip. <laughs> so good job. The Last of Us. Whoa. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do I have... Do, do I want to read the rest? You're, there's more on here. That was for me. Oh. I thought I was reading okay. <laughs> it's a little bit That's of, your notes. It was, a little bit, it was a little bit of reasoning that I was adding to it, just, to, just while I thought of it. Mm. So, um, I guess the... The reason I... It was really very hard to choose, actually. And again, House of the Dragon would be my second. Uh, but this... In a year that was really strong, or at least the start of the year, I found was so strong in, in a character development sense uh, between the... Uh, between these two shows and also uh, a game, which we might discuss later. It was just like... It, it was like the... After this was the third thing I experienced in this character development um, scene I'm talking about, and 
given that they only had really two characters, main characters to work with, characters we were familiar with from the game, um, and of course when you're going from an, the, the original game or the book or whatever to a TV show adaptation, you normally expect your expectations uh, to be pretty a bit dis- you know a bit um, disappointed or let down, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah. Not only did the main uh, Pablo, not Pablo Escobar, uh, Pablo Pascal, sorry. <laughs> Pedro. He's Pedro Dan. <laughs> Pablo Pascal. He's in, Pedro. Nar- he's in Narcos. It throws me <laughs> off every time. Uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey playing Joel and Ellie respectively, they uh, they hit it out of the park like by a mile. They were so good as Joel and Ellie yeah. that I... I just came to love it. Like every single, um, like every week when, when a new episode came out, I just wanted to be with them again, similar in the same way that the, the game made you want to just be with them. Mm. Um, of course, the second, you know, like part two, that was, uh, you know, they're apart and that's sort of what we get to look forward to with the show, right? But Yeah, yeah. Uh, but while they're back together, it just it's so like, given we'd played the, the series, you just sort of want them to stay together and you're, you're weighing on everything they do because you just, you know when you watch something for the second or third time and you always think, oh, but what if they just, you know, this didn't happen and, you know, mm. this is going to be fine, this person's not going to die, all that sort of thing. Like the show sort of gave me that again, so it made yeah. me uh, more invested in them than before. And even um, speaking, I think the episode three was the one with Bill and um, Bill and his partner. Yeah, uh, but that that was pa- that Pat Patrick Patrick, or? yeah, something Pat, Pat or? yeah. No, but the, yeah, that message in a bottle episode where it's just completely isolated from the rest of the story, mm. uh, it gave brought so much life to a character who was very dull and you know pretty much depressed, of course, like isolated in um, a hermit in uh, Bill in the game. Yep. Uh, and suddenly you've got all this backstory um, that you just didn't know you needed or wanted. Uh, it was just a sort of a brave episode, really, because they just went mm. away from it. And again, it's it's sort of I would be normally really annoyed when that sort of episode happens, but given we knew who Bill was from the first game, I just thought like this is just humanized this this character so much more. Yeah, and he wasn't even he. We didn't actually get to see him in the present alive. You know, they already got to the house by the end of the episode. He'd already um yep. committed yep. suicide with uh, let's say Patrick. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Poor. Or whoever it that actually sounds is. right to me, but yeah. it's probably not. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's just a, and then and then going into later episodes, like we get a, I think it's episode nine, and that's where Ali um, Ali's out by on her own because uh, Joel's recovering in the garage, like it is in the game, and you know she comes across this cult led by uh, Patrick two Let's just call him Patrick as well. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. Either. <laughs> it starts with D, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just David. D- David. 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 And uh, and and that just uh, <laughs> that was just such a creepy episode that it was just so yeah. full on. And and these scenes, like you know, you get Ellie killing killing him for the first time. She completely loses it when she finally gets to gets to kill him. Mm. And that's sort of Hectic. like you know how significant that is for her character having played the games. Yeah. Um. It just yeah, it just added a whole extra layer to what is such a fantastic series already. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think. I think like House of the Dragon had more characters that developed even more and more, and I came to love that as it went along as well. But I just think with how well they did this, with keeping you so hooked in with just a couple of characters. Yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah, 
that's probably why it takes the cake. It's yeah. just just such a uh, such a harrowing thing. Again, I still don't know why we love such a such a sad thing, really. But it's um, don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but regardless, oh, that's great. I think that makes it HBO's year, right? Uh, on average, we've got The Last of Us and House of the Dragon. Yeah, right up there. So yeah, so well done to HBO. They always not. I, I love what that what that studio produces. Yeah, they make some great some great stuff, don't they? Mm. No, it was a great show. I loved it too. Keen to see the reception on the happenings of uh, season two and, and that mm. in the internet. It's gonna be a meltdown. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. So next up, let's just read. Let's just promise to let's read that after the series, though. Let's not keep up with the crazy people who are just trying to bring it all down. We'll enjoy it for ourselves. It'll be hard to. It'll be hard to not. It'll be hard to miss. Just close your eyes yeah. for ten weeks or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next award is the best wrestling match. So we're going to give one out for across 2022 and 23. Um, and this is an award given to a great wrestling match the guys viewed this year, taking into consideration the in-ring action, story, emotion, and result. Uh, this award is decided by both members of the Rumble Pack together. Let's uh, Luke and Will. Yes. And uh, 2021, the <laughs> winner was The Rock and Stone Cold at WrestleMania 17. Oh. Because... That what a ripper of a match! Incredible, it's very exciting. Uh, and we've watched, you know, we've watched wrestling championship matches going through since 1996 onward, and we're still on it. We're still on that. Um, probably not as much in the back half of this year, but we're still on it. Like, and we're up to about 2004. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen many in the in the 2002 to 2004 that have really caught our eye that much. There's a couple of good ones that are worth mentioning like the 2002 Elimination Chamber match when Sean wins the World Championships a great match um, there's a couple with Brock Lesnar you know Brock versus Kurt Angle a um, couple of good ones there's the Brock versus the Brock <laughs> the Brock versus the Rock at 2002 SummerSlam for the WWE Championships good um, but yeah there's a lot of stinkers a lot yeah. of stinkers a lot of Triple H and Scott Steiner Triple H and Goldberg we're, we're, we're almost at a couple of Bangers where we're at in 2004 with um, adding in Sean, Chris Benoit, Eddie, different things, Eddie, um, JBL. Well, yeah, they're not, they're not bangers, but they're not <laughs> terrible. But no, we're, we're close to some really good ones again. But yeah, we've got some nominees that are more current on the current wrestling. Well, I just think as well, if we're look, looking for reasonings of why it's been a bit of a flatter couple of years in the rewatch um, space, is because the We've got the Rock and Stone Cold, Stone Cold, who are two of the biggest characters of all time. Yep, almost left about the same time in a, in a, in a title sense, pretty much. Uh, and Sean obviously wasn't there, and Triple H has gone moved out of his badass sort of hardcore bikey sort of you know character of anything yeah. and gone into this uh, evolution thing yeah. where he's, and meant he's to a complete be weasel. Yeah, yeah, he's, he lost he's, his beard. He wears weird pants with purple colors. Yeah, he's meant to be a bit cowardly. Like all this sort of stuff, so it's the worst. We've we've gone away from just a, a real uh, had a couple of good matches, real but... good. and of course, uh, well, yeah. Under, Undertaker with his um, um, American badass. Yeah, we've got face. the biker um, Big Evil. Yeah, at the moment we've got Big Big Evil. Yeah, yeah. So we've just which we've... not they're also not terrible, but no. Um, I think it... the matches with him and Brock are just they're a bit slow overall. A lot of the wrestling at the moment in that it feels slow. Mm. It does, yeah. Because we've just, we've just lost these these uh, few characters that just made everyone else better. Yeah, and it, so now we've just got 
character, people who can't even make themselves better. <laughs> a lot of the Attitude Era wrestling too is very up-tempo and exciting mm. a lot of the time. Um, and, you know, obviously it was like more hardcore, going around the arena, all this other stupid stuff. A lot of the wrestling in 2002, 2003, 2004 seems very um, brought back in. Very Literally contained ring. into the ring, mm. slower. It's odd. Yeah. It's a bit odd. It's um, it's not yeah, not terrible, but we just haven't found any greats. But we've got some great matches, mainly from WrestleMania, um, that uh, just happened. Ripper um, of WrestleMania that we can nominate. Yeah, you've written it's it's actually WrestleMania thirty nine, not thirty six on the on the nominations. But yeah, it's fine. Um, isn't it twenty twenty? Hey, are we in twenty twenty? No, I I sure hope not. Because that was a dark time. I'm retcon- I retconned it, though. <laughs> yeah, we're, back. we're doing it again. Oh, good. The right way? My bad. Hey, the right way. So yeah. Richmond's not going to win the flag, then? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, uh, the nominees. Have you got the Have you got the thing? Yeah, okay, sweet. Sure do. I'll read out the nominees. So we've got a few here from WrestleMania. So we've got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania 39, which is an absolute stormer of a women's championship match. Oh, and just a... Moment of so national, physical. Moment of national pride. Oh yeah, it's great. Ripley, she's a killer. Yeah, she's still champion too. Oh god, yeah. And that that match was hard hitting as hell. They were smashing each other. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus at WrestleMania 39 for the Intercontinental Championship was an absolute banger. Just hard hitting classic. We got Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 39, which is a geez, that match went for about 50 minutes. Yeah, and it. Had us hooked the whole time. Oh, gotcha. Just yeah. the only thing that disappoints me about that is the bloody that Rhodes didn't win. But even then, they still subverted expectations. I know, I know. You know? Yeah. We've got Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, WrestleMania 39. Who thought we'd nominate a match with Logan Paul in it? But he's a great wrestler. And, and uh, that was a fun match. And he's got Kevin Owens coming up soon. And now, given he's such, he's so uh, that'll be good. high flyer, we just we trust him. Yeah, that'll be good as. No matter yeah. how much of a wanker he is, he's just he's a bloody good athlete. Yeah. 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 Um, and Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn from Elimination Chamber. Uh, there was a month or two prior to that WrestleMania. It was a great match too. That was great. Where we really thought Zayn was going to win the world title. Oh. Yeah. And then he turned on the bloodline. Oh, no, that was just after that, of course. The blo- he he turned on the blood on the bloodline at the Royal Rumble. Uh. He, he hit Roman Reigns in the back of the chair. Remember? Yep. Yeah. I do remember that. So, who's the winner? The winner... For the best wrestling match that we watched this year is or was wherever you prefer, wherever you're from. <laughs> Gunther Gunther versus McIntyre versus <laughs> Sheamus, WrestleMania 39. <laughs> I didn't stumble, I just wanted to cover off. He's on. lucky to say Gunther when they announce him. It'd be Gunther. Yeah. The yeah. what is his team? Imperial? Imperium? Imperium. Imperium, yeah. No, what a match! That was amazing. I watched it back as well. I yeah. had to watch it twice because it was just so—it's so good. It's—it's yeah. it's true, uh, as Big E would say, "Big meaty men slapping meat." Yeah, it was. <laughs> we got these three absolute giants. Yeah, and Drew McIntyre's the giant as giant. Like he's just a ball of muscle, and he's like oh. six foot eight somehow. Yeah, and he—and uh, it was just chops. The old backhand slaps over and over and over. They were yeah. just getting absolutely pounded. Yeah. It pounded. It was. It was a. Uh, Really fun match too. There wasn't. It didn't seem like much was on the line. I think it was the Intercontinental. Intercontinental Championship was on. Yep. Yeah, which is getting its um its kickback. Like it's, it's. Well, Gunther's now the longest running Intercontinental Champion of all time. Yeah. So, 
he's they've put merit back on it, and I think it's uh, and he's a legend. He's really good, yeah. And he is the smallest physical guy in that match. Mm. But when he was in the ring, he felt like the hardest hitting, strongest dude mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. It was just really good. They, it's, you could just tell they let each other just, yeah, oh. go town. Each other just hit as hard as they could. Absolutely, um, not high flying because they're so big. Like it wasn't like a crazy yeah. ac- match of acrobatics. It was just, um, yeah, just entertaining. It is good, as you just said that whatever that description was, it's just good to. See uh, massive men just go ham. Yeah. And it was like exciting moves too. It wasn't just like, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg and it's just like a Spears and an F5 kind of thing. It was like actual a bunch of moves, bunch of crazy loud chops and stuff. And even the commentary was like laughing yeah. their heads off because they couldn't believe how exciting it was. They yeah. were like cracking up on the commentary box and everything. And we were watching. We were like... Yeah, we were loving it. Did was we watch it together? Or I don't remember. But but anyway, it was Separate, great. I think, yeah, it, it was, was great. A little, I was laughing. So I hard. think it was day, night one. I think we watched night two together. But yeah, mm. um, that great match. I loved it. Yeah, um, keen to see what will be the next year's winner. We got CM Punk back now in the WWE, mm-hmm. and he's making feuds with everyone. We got Randy Orton who's come back after Randy eighteen Orton. months out yeah. of injury, and he's and he's easily in the best nick he's ever been in yeah he he came in and said oh, this unit this they is- usually are when they come back because when they're injured oh, all they do is train in yeah. the gym but when they're on the road they can't yeah. as much yeah but he's uh but when you see people a lot of them come back and you think i think we spoke about and this is reflective of why all the best matches were current almost from a couple you know from a couple of events yeah this year is like seeing a bit of a, a fair return to form for wwe even they went to oh, back to time. back to m rated or big wherever time. the american equivalent is um, they're definitely being looser with the rating. Yeah, 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 a bit looser with it, but it hasn't made. They didn't. I was expecting like some more swearing or something, but it hasn't. It's just been a bit of improvement in the physicality, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you see, so in this match at the uh, Survivor Series, the what was it called? Battle uh, with ba- War Games. War Games. Yeah. Uh, they had all these, all these. Normally, when you get like a a ten man match, you think there's like. Four good, four um, t- top end talent, and the rest are just filler. Hmm. We were watching that. We're like, these guys have actually got, you know, like uh, I don't know what is it. They're a good reputation now. Like they're all like, yeah. they're all just very good. At what they yeah. do. Well, the bad guy team was like a group, like the Judgment Day, hmm. and they're like a solid actual faction of dudes. Yeah, that are like actually hated. Hmm. And then all the good guy team, like all five of them, are all like super popular and good. In mm. the ring and everything. Kevin Owens, Sami like Zayn, crazy. Um, Jay Uso's in there. Yeah, I think he was yeah, it was Jay. It was um, yeah, Cody Rhodes is like so popular. Yeah, Seth Rollins. Um, someone else I don't remember. Oh, Randy Orton came into it. Don Mysterio, was it, everyone hates so, him. Whoever, there was one other one I can't remember, but yeah, mm. um, yeah, they're in a really good spot. And yeah. now we're seeing Punk coming back. The rumored or like assumed main events for WrestleMania coming up is going to be Night One: Rollins versus Punk for the World Championship. And night two, Reigns versus Rhodes. Oh, sick. Again. That'd be cool. So, surely Rhodes will get You'd it done. So. You'd think It'll so. be huge. And now I'm regretting maybe not going because I was, I was contemplating <laughs> going to WrestleMania 40 yeah. in Philly. And now with this stuff coming on, it's like, geez, should I just do it? Maybe, <laughs> it'll, yeah. It'll be amazing. Yeah. It's exp- I've, I've looked, it's super expensive. But yeah, yeah I, could, I could. Crazy. But I was I just going yeah. to add, so with Randy Orton coming back, you, you, you sort of forget how good the best are. Like, you think he's been around for a little while and we knew he was good. But then as soon as he came back in, like, all the moves that he had that you almost forgot about, uh, like the DDT off the rope, whatever it's called, obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously the um, RKO, hmm. and just how quickly he's he like moves. power slams. His power slams are the best. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Um, 
and you just see him just hit hit it all so perfectly, and you're like, oh, I forgot how like this guy is like, yeah. he's so good. Yeah, yeah, and it just brings everyone up else up straight away. Hundred percent. You know, so yeah. um, it's in a good place. Uh, can't we've got to watch the Royal Rumble together next month? Correct. We will. It'll be great. Yeah, I can see him Punk will win. Yeah, it makes sense. it does be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like Gunther to win, but it'll be great. But yeah. congrats to that match, Gunther, McIntyre, and Sheamus. What mm. a ripper. I'd happily watch that again. Oh, so yeah. good. Mm. Next up, we'd like to give a couple of Legacy Game award Awards out. Um, this is an award given to a video game from the past that made great contributions to the gaming industry that can still be felt to this day. And uh, the previous winner was Bioshock 2021, mm-hmm. which was kind of like the no-brainer award for us to give first. Hmm. Because it's, just it's shaped us so well. Shaped our us in gaming, shaped our friendship in a way. Yeah. And like the and the you know, the the things Bioshock has done of it changed the gaming world mm. and the and I think maybe changed the outlook on games being storytelling. And art. As well. And art, yeah. Mm. So we're gonna give two out, one for each year, I suppose, but we're gonna give two awards out. Um, with the first one being The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. For 2022. For, 20, for 2022, yeah, which uh, this year actually celebrated its uh, 30, 25th anniversary um, as well. So Ocarina of Time, I mean, we've spoken about it before. We did a whole episode on it, but I think it's worthy of being a recipient of this award just because, in my opinion, you know, Ocarina of Time was like the first true adventure 3D game that implemented so many game mechanics into it that still to this day games use and Ocarina of Time was the original like template mm. for everything even like locking on to an enemy like Ocarina of Time was the first game to ever have like lock on for yeah. like they, like it did so many things for the gaming world that it's just like it's just so uh, it's just so it did so much not, mm. not to mention the game's great and like visually it was a huge leap into 3D from the 2D, um, you know, 16-bit era from the Super Nintendo and all that. Um, and it's, you know, beautiful music. It's soundtrack from uh, composer Koji Kondo's like legendary at this point. I think it's just like it, it couldn't really have done any more and it's still, it still holds up as being so good. And a lot of its mechanics, if you play it, still feel quite even though it's like obviously it's an N64 game so it's like a bit janky to like look at now but even the remake on 3DS like it still feels like a modern game because its mechanics are so the mechanics from it are so like rooted in every game so familiar since, they're so familiar because every game's done what Ocarina of Time did since it came out in 1997 which is like crazy or 1998 it's, it's crazy to me I think the great yeah. thing about it as well is that it sort of showed probably showed the world that you can make a pretty deep, you know, new world uh, fantasy, uh, original fantasy that doesn't have to be some 100, 200 hour yeah. RPG. Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, the latest uh, Zelda games are huge, mm. they're getting bigger and bigger, but they're, they're very accessible in a way that, you know, a lot of the other RPGs that have, sure, they, there's, there's other games that have a more, a bigger, brighter, more dynamic, crazy you know, original fantasy world mm. set in an alternate yeah. universe or alternate lands whatever uh, but this sort of made it just so accessible and it's just and fantasy is such a such an amazing genre 
that can just be as expansive as the you know as the writer wants it to be. Yeah, as can any game. But of course, when you if you base a game in reality, you have to there are of course limits. Otherwise, you sort mm. of lose the impact of what the story is because it gets ridiculous. Yeah, but if, yeah. You, if you can just make a pure fantasy, the world's your oyster. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's why it's yeah that's why it's so good. You never I never think of it in the same in the same sort of category as say a Skyrim or a Witcher. Uh, but it's at the same time, it's it's a better world than those, but it's just so much simpler. Yeah. And I just don't think Skyrim or The Witcher would exist without it. Oh, exactly right. Either. It's just like, mm. it's like the godfather of uh, action-adventure mm. story games, yeah. really. <laughs> it's like, mm. it's, yeah. I wish I, w- I do wish some game some uh, creators would go back to being a bit like that where they just go yeah for sure make, make something yeah. just I don't have, we don't have to make it ridiculously big and complicated yeah. just make it even Nintendo yeah I'd yeah. love if the next Zelda game is just like a 30 25 30 hour just like core Zelda experience like the previous games mm. instead of just going onward with this like gigantic hundreds hour adventure I mean like it doesn't take you hundred hours. It doesn't have to take you 100 hours to beat mm. the story in the games, but, like, the content is, like, hundreds of hours long if you want it to be. Yeah. But, like, Ocarina of Time is 25-hour, 20-hour campaign and, and you know, bits and pieces of extra open-worldy stuff in there. And, like, you know, for a game to be as open as Ocarina of Time was in 1997 or eight on the N64 is a remarkable achievement in itself. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it's so expansive, like, riding, it, riding a Pona in, in Hyrule Field. Hmm. And like you know, we were we were so young, so like we didn't understand them. But imagine like the kids that were ten years old and had a Super Nintendo, and then they're in their early teenagers and they got N sixty four and played Ocarina of Time. Imagine the absolute leap in gaming mm. from like their Super Nintendo two D graphics to riding a horse around in, in Hyrule Field would have been the greatest thing of all time. Oh, it would have felt incredible. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think it's worthy winner of one of our Legacy Game Awards, and um, I hope. It's it's one of those ones that I think will just stand the test of time forever. Like people will always talk about it. I I, I mean, when in fifty years from now, when we're bloody eighty whatever, or seventy nine, yep, when we're se- when we're seventy nine, doesn't matter. It'll be. Uh, I hope people still reference it. Yeah, I hope people still say, "Oh, Ocarina of Time developed this concept." If they're still using it, kind of thing, like lock on. Yeah. It's like, oh, I hope they still talk about Ocarina of Time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Mm. And uh, and it just, I just wanted to give a bit of a, a sort of a close, uh, or a, a cl- probably a close second for me, um, because I was thinking about you know like as well what what did I play in 2022 and I was thinking of, um, you know something like Ghost of Tsushima and all that sort of thing, and I thought as well like as a who knows it could be a future game maybe it could be a future legacy game. Uh, I, but, but there's, I, there's absolutely no reason this couldn't <laughs> win in the future. Yeah, but uh, but just linking it to I, what, I agree with you about to say as well. Mm, but oh yeah, also based on what mm. I, linking it to what I played in 2022, I thought of Assassin's Creed because it really kicked off historical fiction um, in games, especially for me. But like uh, leading to wonders, you know, such as Ghost of Tsushima, because um, it retold you know mature dark chapters in history that really educate through both uh, fact and sort of spiritual exploration, Um, sort of, you know, embracing those blurred lines between history and myth because the further you go back in history, and these, of course, this Assassin's Creed 1, which we've done an episode on, was only uh, 900 years ago. Uh, I say only, but I mean, like, there's a lot of of historical record there. Yeah. Um, But I I really love um, 
you know, almost as a side hobby or passion that, you know, a lot of history at some point, you go further and further back, it becomes a subject of scrutiny because you go, did it really happen? We don't know. There was references to something great happening, but we don't really know what that great thing was. Mm. And then and then a lot of those great things can be linked to in mythology where someone's made tried to make meaning of what happened, you know, in whatever way they told stories back then. So I think Assassin's Creed has sort of inspired that, um, you know, and especially the probably the more recent games where they sort of delve more into the spirituality of things um, of the time and, you know, through symbolism and, you know, like they had, they had beliefs of how they people back then would make sense of discoveries or, you know, linking it to gods or uh, mythical beings. So I just, uh, yeah, for that reason, I, I thought Assassin's Creed just, I just wanted to mention the significance of that in terms of my own yep. uh, understanding and passions of games. Yep, no, agreed. And there's no no reason it couldn't be a recipient in the future. Yeah, I'll repeat myself next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've got one other to give out, I guess, for 2023. Either or, it doesn't really matter which year gets what, but 2023 winner. Shall I do the honours? Yeah. So the 2023 winner for Legacy Game, uh, the Legacy Game Award, is uh, The Last of Us. And we'll go with part one, of course. Or as it was, or as it's formally uh, known, The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think... Yeah, what's The Last of Us? Do you mean The Last of Us part one? Yeah. yeah. Remastered? I don't know. <laughs> um, so the, I, so I think you may have your own thoughts. This is sort of my angle of probably a shared opinion, but The, the Last of Us, um, you know, is sort of the, the pick because... It brought such maturity to the industry, um, bringing you know in, both in its story at the time, twenty in twenty thirteen, but also led to, as we just uh, touched on, probably the best video game adaptation for TV yet, and that that probably that includes movies, uh, you know. Yeah, easily. Um, it's easily the best video game adaptation of all time. Yeah, and just given that the show again to link it to what to the current year, so twenty this year is when the show came out. Um, I thought that's why the the game deserves a call out now, even though it's ten years on. Uh, it just, you know, it's a no brainer. The, the the best thing about it, about the the show and the the game, is that it's made by the same writer, Neil Druckmann. Yeah, he led it. Any yeah. changes they made to the show, he advised on. Mm. So it's just all sensible. Really, they did really sensible tweaking for the show. And it, not once was it the wrong idea. You just knew why they were doing it, made t- perfect sense mm-hmm. without at all ruining the integrity of the story. So I just think, well done to them for providing a game that would be so suitable. Uh, you know, it's, such, it's just such a versatile game. It could be... Yeah, uh, it's it obviously be a, very cinematic, the game as well, mm, so that helps. It'd be a great graphic novel, you know? Like, it would yep. be a great... Yep. Almost in every medium. Probably is a graphic novel of it, really. It would be a great audio book or a radio play. Yeah, you know, like all this stuff. Mm. Um, I just think it's such a versatile game, and it's just, um, yeah, well done to them for making something that is just so uh, well-rounded. Yeah, it did three things for me. That Last of Us. Firstly, uh, it really empowered game developers going forward to like be confident to write really deep, engaging narratives dark. in games. Really dark, tell dark stories, like cross the cross the line of you know what what's allowed in a game mm. um yeah you don't have to go the way of expectation yeah yeah 
Number two, it really pushed PlayStation and Naughty Dog into this like, you know, uh, entity of true epic storytelling in games, um, which I think has like served us really well. Mm. I think PlayStation like took that mold and made God of War. Yeah. You know, made other games like that. Like I don't think God of War's remake in the way it is, the the deep storytelling would have happened without The Last of Us Mm. success. And then obviously number three, it's, um, you know, I think I read a, I read a uh, comment once and it was like that the, the sort of like times in films and all that, the way that there's like errors. So like, you know, 2000s, it would have been like, you know, a lot of like rom-coms or like comedies kind of thing. And then we've been in this era for 10 years where it's been like this like superhero era. And then the thought was, we're going to go into this era of like video game films that are going to be huge and all this Mm. stuff. And I think, the last of us show is going to be the reason we're going to go into this era of like a million video game adaptations that are going to all be great mm-hmm. is because of this game. Yeah, I agree. And that's even before it became a show. Mm. It's just because it uh, turned games into something viable as telling a coherent story that people can, uh, you know, get, a, get around and not be embarrassed to say they're a gamer. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it did so much for video games. Well, it's a pivotal point, I think, in, mm. in um, yeah, TV history. They, and I, you talk about it gave uh, sort of you know, video game writers to permission to be a bit, uh, you know, not not just go the trodden path and actually change things up and not, you know, no plot armor really, plot armor. And it sort of comes off, you know, again, Ned Stark dying in, the, in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Suddenly we spent 10 years where every single character was just dying. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, but but it's sort of in in that same way. It's I think it's a continuation of that where it's just we're getting better and better at making TV not just be some sappy thing that's going to protect the kids from truth. Yeah, you know, or, yeah. Um, it's true crime podcast. It's too far the other way. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to be that ingrained yeah. in the misery yeah. of the real world. I agree. Yeah. Um, so that's why we don't have a, we don't have a best true crime podcast um, award on this show just to say everyone knows Um, (laughs) and we don't have a documentary on some sports team award either uh no there's about 15 documentaries of different country teams from the women's world cup yeah it's like do we need to see a documentary and everything no we don't it just pisses me off to see it it's like (laughs) oh my god who's watching all these yeah i'm watching welcome to wrexham right now so i can't i'm sort of you're part of the problem i am yeah i am Yes. Well, but congratulations to those congrats. two games. Ocarina of Time and Last of Us. We love you. Are, are, are in history, Rumble Pack history forever. Yeah. As a legacy, great game. Next up, we've got our favorite movie of the year. This was formerly known as the MCU Award, um, but <laughs> we've pretty much just dropped off the MCU. We're, we're, oh, we hate the MCU. We've kind of boycotted it, to be honest. We Pretty sure it's made by DC. We can't, yeah, we can't be bothered anymore. So we're going to give out an award for combining 2022 and 2023. Remember we used to do bonus episodes and all the movies? We loved it, dude. On the MCU? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll be back. We were shills. Oh, we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is an award given to the best movie watched this year, taking into consideration the spectacle and emotion driven by because of great writing, pacing, and visual prowess. Now, you've got my envelope. You don't really have to read the nominations. I didn't really write any down on the sheet. Um, I honestly just couldn't remember what movies I've seen. <laughs> then I um, <laughs> I just couldn't remember what the hell I'd watched. And, and so, uh, to be clear, this is the, uh, a movie that covers both years. Yep, movie that covers both Not years. Not one for each year. 
Yep. And uh, I, I was actually looking at like lists. I was like, what have I watched? So just read out my winner because I think it's the winner anyway. Um, <laughs> and this is for 2022 and 23. So Will's winner, favorite movie. 2022, Well, the best movie I've watched that was new to me, I yep. think, yep. over the last two years. And the winner is The Batman. Yeah. It's a fine choice, Will. It's a it's fine, a, fine choice. If, if we're talking about movies we've seen that, that were brand new, The Batman is was the ripper of a movie. And I've still only seen it once it's from the cinemas when we watched it, but it's mm. left. It's like it was just a great experience, that movie. That, that night was so good. We watched that. Yeah, to be, it was, it sort of filled the gap of everything we wished we could have got from the Nolan series that we weren't quite. And not to knock the Nolan series, besides Dark Knight Rises being such a um, slow burn, so difficult to watch, really, or rewatch more so. Uh, but the Batman picked up on the whole detective mode, you know, the world's greatest detective element, picked up on the hand to hand combat element, picked up on. Um, Gotham once again being this dark dreary place because mm. if have you seen stills lately? I it popped up recently in comparison of what they made Gotham City look like in Batman Begins, completely dark and grungy, and it's then like go a- to Dark Knight and it's just it's just pure Chicago. Like there's no yeah. filter, nothing, and it was and I sort of hadn't Bat- made the connection. Batman Begins, Gotham freaks me out. It's like oh, yeah. a futuristic city with bloody trains going across things, yeah. and it's it's just weird, dark and grungy, weird as. But, but um, yeah, Bat- the Batman Gotham is like, you wouldn't want to live there. No. It's hectic. Yeah, I yeah. think it was a... Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you voted that. that. And that's a really long movie. And I think mm. we agreed that it didn't waste one moment. Like, nah. it's, it's long, but it's just... Nah. Um, we will watch it mm. together again at some point. I've just never gotten around to watching it again, but I loved it. It's the last DVD I bought. And I still remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DVD, not even Blu-ray. Blu-ray? No, that's okay. Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, I, I still remember the... Uh, the f- because we go to this one cinema a lot that's really good sound and whatever. And, uh, good I still, Japanese. I still, yeah, and good Japanese food underneath. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. And um, the I still remember when he gets in the Batmobile and that first time he revs it up in the cinema was like, I, I was like going to faint. Oh, I, yeah. I had goosebumps in my whole body. It was just like the coolest Batmobile sound I've ever heard. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like an old Chevy sort of sound, oh, right? It was, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. Mustang. Yeah. And the um and that scene was cool as well. It was just dark yeah. and edgy. And again, my, my actual the thing I'm so stoked about is just how good the hand to hand combat was. Yeah, so good. Give, given old Christian Bale was just all elbows. Yep. Which just so so and, gross. And Rob Patterson, I thought was a cool Batman. Well, people criticize that he's so emo. It's like well, he is. His parents died. He's depressed. So they realize what he does. Yeah. He's like the most depressing character ever. Yeah. And he's not yeah. his playboy face. He's going to come out of it and then probably the next one. This uh, is, yeah. This is not an origin story, but this is how sometimes people go through a dark phase before they sort of come, you know, find themselves out. Yeah. So everyone just settle not, down. Not every Batman can be bloody Bruce Wayne from the Arkham games mm. and just say one liners and all these things. Can I, can I just ask you, um, what maybe put it ahead of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? Um, oh, I don't know. Just like... Because that's a bloody ripper and not just because... I'm not just going with that theme because they're both superhero movies. That's an incredible movie. Yeah, I loved I loved that as well. I don't know. I just think like the Batman has this like amazing sound design and like the visuals, like the just the way they like use the darkness and the shadows to like make him seem so much scarier. And all that I don't know, just like the whole package in Batman was just a 
just a treat. Yeah. And I, I and again, it's kind of like I remember I remember the feeling of seeing them both for the first time, and like I've only ever seen them both once at the cinemas. We we saw both together, and I just think um, the spot. Uh, yeah, if I talk about the two cinema experiences of watching them, Batman was elite, but Spider Man was great too. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is was a very good movie. Wonderful, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a so, tenual, it's a it's an artistic marvel. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But but the Batman, I don't know. I feel like if I watched either of them now, if I wanted to watch one back, I'd probably watch Batman. Yeah, so that's why. And you also mentioned just quickly, you also mentioned um, Super Mario, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, as a nominee. Yeah, well, that was just fun. That was just a fun, a fun flick. And yep. being a big Mario fan, lots of fan service, lots of secret Easter eggs I spotted during. It was just like a fun time. And just like it was really, um, it felt really strange and exciting to see like a I don't know, Mario Nintendo movie like on a big cinema screen. It was just a different experience. Mm. And, you know, you're talking about this like gaming adaptations and this was a good one. Yeah. As well. Well, it's proving you put the yeah. money into it, it'll turn out great. Yeah. And like I thought of, it was funny when it needed to be. Like the Jack Black Bowser stuff was so funny. Um, Mamma mia. Yeah. And Every all, 30 seconds. I thought all the character, all the voice acting was like pretty good, really. Um, and it looked beautiful as well. It was a beautiful looking movie. Yeah. Um, and they did some of the, yeah, Mario Kingdom, like the Mushroom Kingdom, really good justice. Um, and even other tie-ins, like that Mario Kart and. Donkey Kong Land, like jungle country area or whatever. It was, just, it was good. It was mm. fun. It was just fun movie. But the Batman is good. I, I we'll watch it. We should watch it again at some point. Maybe over the Christmas break uh, when we've we've got time, we'll watch it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to watch John Wick four down at Kawaran. Yeah, we'll go watch John. Wick. Yeah, I, I did think that actually when you said we could go. I was like, oh, we'll finally watch John Wick four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> yeah. Well. Can I just touch on my nominees quickly? I've got, I've got a few. I just want yeah, to sorry. Chuck yeah, touch on them. I was going to read them out, but yeah, touch them. Touch oh, on them. Now you read, read them. Touch on them. Well, you this is all, you've got eight nominees yeah. here across the two years, and let's read them all. Yeah, glaring omission is the Batman. I'm really surprised, but uh, I did forget that they existed. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I I'm, love it. I forgot. I forgot what year it was. I'm in. pretty shocked by that, but anyway. Sorry. Was um, that 2022? Yeah. Like early. Early. I don't know. It was 2022. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So we've got everything. Everywhere all at once. That's on Netflix now, by the way, if you wanted to rewatch it. When I was flicking through Netflix the other night, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I watched Get Smart for anyone wondering. <laughs> uh, the Quiet Girl, The Banshees of Inishirin. Inishirin? Inishirin. Yep. Inishirin. Thursday, Romance Storm. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a joke I forgot about. That's um, <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, how's that in your nominees? I was trying to sneak it past you. How's that, how's that in the nominees and not the Batman? I was just trying to sneak it That's past you. That's pathetic. That's not actually a nomination. I was just trying to sneak it past you to That's see you. That's the worst movie you've ever seen. We got Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, The Killers of the Flower Moon, The Upside, and A Man Called Otto. Wonderful movies. Good taste. Even Thor. No, no, no that was just a bonus. That was just for you. <laughs> Thanks. I should have actually just put the nail. I don't know what I was thinking. You should have just put a thought. That would have made me even more annoyed. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you want to get into my skin. Yeah. <laughs> so the winner. Oh, I thought you wanted to touch on. No, no, no. I just wanted to read them out. I just wanted oh, to right, acknowledge sorry. them all. Yeah, yeah. Let's read out. The winner is... Everything, 
everywhere all at once. Or E-E-A-A-T-O. Do I have I written anything on that for notes for, oh. to remind myself? Uh, yeah, you did. I have? You did. Oh, that's good. It's not that hard to just remember what you love about your favourite movie, but anyway. <laughs> no, no this, is, this is such a sick movie. I, uh, I, I get a bit... I'm starting to really appreciate, similar like Resident Evil 4 when we spoke about it, I'm really starting to appreciate things that are just stupid for the sake of it sometimes. Like they're just... Uh, and I'm saying, I'm not talking about distracting stupid as in they just ruin the flow or vibe of the movie mm. or the or the game or whatever. But everything everywhere all at once was, it came out at the same time as Doctor Strange, Madness and the Multiverse. And it's a similar sort of theme where it's all about, it's all about uh, someone who's sort of, um, you know, this, this lady, this Chinese American lady and say Chinese, it's important to the story um, is I think she's getting, her husband sort of comes to see her from an alternate reality and telling them that their daughter from an alternate reality is starting to like come and basically kill all versions of the family. So they're like, it starts off all kooky and everything. And the whole thing's kooky, obviously, because there's a bagel that that, that absorbs everything. <laughs> I did read the blurb for it on Netflix the other day and it was something about like alternate di- like universes or dimensions or something. And I was like... What? Yeah, it's it's totally out of control. Yeah, uh, but it's just uh, the themes of it are just like about you know doing anything for family and all that sort of thing. But mm. it was it's just so wild. It's so wild and just fun, like a pure fun movie. They just go absolutely like absolutely get absolutely chaotic. You know, there'll be little things like there'll be all these. Uh, there's like a, a scene. I won't spoil any anything particular because it's, it's so much fun. Like it's so funny. There's particular scenes where. You know they're fighting, and for someone to unlock, you know, uh, a skill that they have in, say, kung fu in an alternate reality to get them through this fight, they have to go and like, you know, put their face on a on a um, fax machine while stepping in a bin doing all this thing, middle of this fight, just mm-hmm. to learn this extra skill. Yeah, and, and just to unlock this memory, and it's <laughs> it's so ridiculous and it's so funny. There's this there's one bit I watched it with my mum. There's this one bit in a fight scene. Again, I won't spoil it. That. I saw it early and I thought that looks that thing looks funny, and then later on there's this bit in the slow mo scene. You, they just show it again. And I'm like, oh no, it's coming. And then how they use the thing, it was exactly what you hoped, and we're absolutely pissing ourselves. It was the fu- when you see it, cause we'll watch it. We have to like it's the funniest shit, and like <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's just so good. Um, so I think just for just being so fun, one of my favorite movies in terms of. Um, again, just enjoying it from start to finish. You know, a bit to think about in it in terms of themes, but all in all, just one of those ones you can just sit back and just you just accept the creativity. Again, like Resident Evil 4, you, if you thought about it, it doesn't really fit into anything, but just the fact yeah. that they just decided, no, nah, we're just going to have fun with it, you just ha- can't help but admire it. Yeah, no, lovely words. We'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah, and I think we're talking about yeah, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, that's the same sort of thing. Yeah. They just go wild. They run wild with the art. Oh, crazy. Art yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So that brings us to console of the year for 2022 and 2023. Yeah. Um, for two years. Whole, whole two years. A, a con- naming a console of the year for, across two years is difficult. Mm. So this is an award given to the video game uh, console. <laughs> but it, <laughs> <laughs> an award given to the video game console that excelled the most this year or these two years. Excelled. 
Taking into consideration the games released, system features added, and most fun had. This award is decided by both members of the Rumble Pack of the Rumble Pack uh, together. Sorry for the distraction. I thought Winston was tearing up your Christmas presents again, but he's just uh, mucking about his bed. Why so. is he at the auditorium? Uh, 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 mate, you, all, you take your dogs to the bloody supermarket. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Into the supermarket. You're one of those people. So the 2021 winner... Focus. Sorry, I'm, I'm focused. Winston. He's sorted. It's all is good. He right? yeah, he's fine. He's just... He's just looking at me. Stop looking at me. I'm, God, this is an important award. <laughs> so the 2021 winner was the Xbox Series X slash S, and I remember that was uh, a lot is, more games were coming out of that Which time. is funny because imagine giving an award to that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, hey, you've changed. <laughs> oh, it's still a great console, but it's just like, I have no reason to play that thing anymore. It's yeah. a Halo. <laughs> yeah, true. There's it's no reason to play that thing at all. So the nominees are, and this isn't surprising, there might be one little surprise, who knows? Uh, <laughs> PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, Nintendo Switch. Whoa! Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And the Analog Pocket, which is, for anyone playing along at home, a uh, over there. bit of a, a new take on the Game Boy, but it's a bit more, a lot, much more versatile. It's a modern LCD. It's a 4K. modern recreation of the Game Boy mm. that uh, plays proper Game Boy games and other cartridge games from other systems as well and uh, reproduces them in beautiful visuals and uh, with lots of other features and different things. It's very cool. And it's worth a nomination. So the winner for the console of the year for two years is... The Analog Pocket. Oh, you bloody beauty. I had no idea. No. And this is... this. I've got to say, this is a console that I don't own. Well, no, it's just me. It's just Will. But... I have nothing but admiration for that thing. Now, t- tell us about it, Will. Well, it cost me a lot to get this thing. <laughs> Way more than I'm going to say on the podcast. Uh, but it's well worth it because I love Game Boy games. I love Game Boy Advance games, all that stuff. And this is a really nice, proper, yeah, like I said, recreation of the Game Boy. It uses, it's not just like a ROM machine. It's an actual like built system that pr- plays real cartridges and produces them and like upscales them into like crazy good visuals and all these other things um, with a beautiful LCD screen, the light, all the coloring looks so good. Um, and then it does a lot of other stuff like play, you know, like say allowing you to put save states onto your cartridge game. So you can just call back to saves and all these things. And um, obviously it runs ROMs. Like I have a micro SD card in here with a few hundred games on it, my Game Boy Advance, all these different things. So like, um, it's just awesome. And it recreates the Game Boy to the extent that we've been playing Pokemon Crystal and Silver together and I uh, have been able to trade with myself to uh, my Pokemon Crystal cartridge in a Game Boy Advance that I own through a link cable into the analog pocket because has a link cable slot, same as the Game Boy, and playing a ROM of Pokemon Blue, for instance, and trading a Squirtle from Pokemon Blue across the time capsule with a link cable to my Game Boy Advance in 2023. And I think mm. that's pretty cool. It is cool. I think that kind of shit's pretty cool. And this thing's just beautiful. Like it's, I've played a few games to completion on here. This year, for instance, I played uh, Metroid Fusion on here on the Game Boy Advance. And it was just like, it just makes the games pop like crazy. 
it's just awesome. It's just such a cool little invention. It's, it's effing expensive, but mm. and hard to get here because it's like an American-based thing. Getting it to Australia is not cheap, but uh, it was a splurge I did for myself uh, that I wanted to do for getting my my job that I got, and uh, here it is. And I've been playing it for I don't know six or so months now, and it's been great. And the reason I'm uh, was more than happy to give that the nomination is because there's not really a centralized way like and, and almost like an official way i suppose to play it's not nintendo obviously but there's not really this like official good looking legitimate seeming way to play all these old game boy games and enhance them yeah you get a lot of these yeah. we, we get a lot of these rom these uh you know rom consoles but they're super yeah. cheap they're just crap yeah really. yeah the, the only thing you could do is like mod and make a old game boy look beautiful which people do mm. but that's um that's way harder than just getting one of these cool things and this output's way better <laughs> yeah well, yeah it's just it's just a really uh, it's just a really great thing and i'm i'm not sure can you play are there many new games you would necessarily be able to get on it like is well, people, is anyone making games for it people are making game boy games but they're just like in the community so mm. you can yeah you can but like i'm I, i'm that's not why i have it but no, you, you can do it yeah, I, I, just, it, yeah. I just think it's fantastic you get something that's made purely for backwards compatibility. Um, yeah. And again, yeah, made from uh, like a premium product. It's not yeah. just some cheap cheap thing that won't last you long. Um, yeah, it's not Yeah, it's not just like a knockoff thing from the supermarket. It's mm. a legitimate piece of tech that um, is super well built mm. and pretty powerful. And I mean, it even allows like display modes. Like if I, if I wanted to look like the original Game Boy, I can. Mm. If I wanted to look like the new visuals with all the upgraded colors, I can. You know, can like, you turn the lights off so you just can't see it? Like I'm experiencing on my original game. I can turn the brightness color. all the way down, but it's still like bright enough to see in bed, which is the difference from from you to me. <laughs> yeah, can't see a damn thing. Yeah. I just hope I just hope that I'm uh, making my way to uh, to the elite four. Yeah, but I, but maybe I haven't even left New Bark Town. Who knows? Yeah, but no, I'm glad. Congrats to the pocket. I'm glad it won. This was actually your idea to give it to the pocket and I was happy to oblige because uh, it's awesome and uh, I wish I could let you borrow it but uh, it's just not possible <laughs> um, but I but the Nintendo Switch uh, was probably my other my other choice if we picked just because the purely the amount of great games that have come out over the two years and I think Xbox definitely but PS5 as well has had quite a like the PS5 and Xbox Series X generation this gen, gen in general in my opinion, has been, for the most part, like pretty damn flat. Like there hasn't been a lot. If you actually look at like the output from the the, the first party games, hasn't been a lot. Like it's been real quiet. Especially Sony has been real quiet for the last two years. So no real surprises. No. So um, it would have been Switch, but Pocket, great winner. Happy with that. Well, I think even talk, speaking of the original games that um, haven't come out, but there's been some that have come out. But even look at For Forsaken. Remember that was meant uh, to be a, for spoken for spoken. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that was meant to be a very that was that was like the tech demo for PS Five early mm. days, uh, and that came out to be pretty damn flat. So yeah. um, even that again, the, there was a lot of some of the prospects haven't quite delivered, which is yeah. a shame. The next box and, and it got... released it released to not much fanfare. That should have yeah yeah based on the fact that it was a tech demo. Like you know it was really uh, of high promise early. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it just sort of came out suddenly and everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's not very good. You're like, oh, that's a shame. That Real just shame. disappeared into the oblivion, right? Mm. No idea. Yeah. And then Xbox, you know, they put out some stink, some stinkers. Redfall, mm-hmm. Starfield, 
I mean, some people like Starfield, but the the commentary on that's changed dramatically over the last two months. Like people online now, they all just think it sucks. Yeah, it's just gone to that point where everyone's agreed. Yeah, it's actually pretty crap. Yeah, and I knew that after about three hours. The Oracle that it was average. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, congrats to the pocket. Now we're at the big, the big guns, the big guns, the game of the year. So we've got a couple of game of the year awards to give out this time. So a game of the year from us. So an award given to the absolute best game that was released this year, decided by both members of their own pack together. This award takes into consideration gameplay, writing, visuals, sound, and levels of enjoyment. And we're going to give one for 2022 and for 2023 um, to make up. It's not fair to give it for cross both, um, which is exciting. The 2021 winner was It Takes Two, which we mm-hmm. mentioned in the pre-show, which was an amazing game. And um, that actually, I don't know if you remember, but that actually just slipped in before we did the award show in 2021. We finished it that week, I reckon. Oh, yeah. And it was a no-brainer. We were like, it has to, that has to be the winner. Even though it was, it, obviously it was recent, but it was just such a good game. It was like, that's the best experience we've had the year, 100%. Oh, that has yeah. that theme again. Uh, speaking yeah. of that, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Uh, you know, like, just absolute fun. Yeah. They just, they just did shit for fun. Speaking of games that could be good adaptations in a film as well, It Takes Two could actually be a great movie. Wild. Yeah. It would ten just part, be fun ten, as. Ten-part series. <laughs> yeah. It'd be yeah. wild. But Game of the Year... Um, 2022. 2022. I've got the... I've got the I got the award. So, the nominees for 2022. God of War Ragnarok. Elden Ring. Horizon Forbidden West. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And Cult of the Lamb. And the winner. Cult of the Lamb. I'm pulling for Kirby here. (laughs) What a game. I loved it. And the winner, anyway, sorry. The, and the winner is. And the, and the winner is. It's a bit unprofessional on the awards stage, isn't it? Elden Ring. Oh boy. Elden Ring. Shocker. I know. After a year ago, everyone gave it game of the year already. It's alright. We're we're. It's better late than never. We're just matching the game awards two years in a row. It takes two and Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. We're just copying. So but why will? Why? It why? Why? It. It deserves it. Why, 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 why? Deserves it. I think... Why, why? Well, I like the Souls games, right? Like the Souls-like games. Do you like the Ring games? I didn't know until this, but I do. Well, yeah. Um, and I think that formula is already fun to me. Like, you've, you've not played them, played them through, but it's the formula when you understand or, like, you get the hang of it. It's just, like, so... can be very satisfying. Very, like, frustrating when it needs to be as well, but very satisfying and then Elden Ring took this Souls like formula of you know crazy hard bosses dynamic and like exciting combat um, and you know a lot on life on the line like a lot of stress and you never feel safe there's this feeling of just being like completely um, ready to die at any minute basically yeah I feel that every day (laughs) well I suppose it's pretty human nature, maybe. But Elden Ring took that and they put it in this absolutely monstrous world that is so beautiful to look at, so unique, and just has like the best lore, the best characters, the most amazing combat and and traversal. Like the horse riding just feels like so seamless and good. Um, 
it's just amazing. Like the game is just, it's just so good. Like I, honestly, I, I wish you'd play because it's like it's it's the, one of the best games ever. It's uh, incredibly tough and incredibly rewarding to go out of your way and go and fight or like search an area where you don't need to and then get lost on a tangent for five hours in some other area you found that you never would have found that's like a whole bloody city that's like not even part of the game like you just mm. went oh, oh my god look at this place and you're in there for five hours and there's a boss and you find all these crazy items and upgrade your armor and all these things like i'm stressed well it's it can be stressful but it's extremely uh explorative explorative exploratory and like uh rewarding i've never i've never played a game that ha- that has so many hidden things you just you you want to explore every inch of the map because you never know what you're going to find and sometimes you find some like another part of the world that you might spend 10 hours in like it's it's just insane like it's the biggest world it's crazy maybe that it's not good at hiding things well they, well they are cuz like you haven't found I, the hidden I feel things like I probably games, haven't clearly. found everything <laughs> like you can't say that they're the best at hiding things because you've found all of their hidden things there's many games out there that you just don't know that they've hidden things they've hidden so much stuff yeah, well, if we're, ter- if we're talking about like specifically hiding, maybe other games have hidden things that are never found. <laughs> but what's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Elden Ring is uh, extraordinarily fun and um, just exciting to play. And that first run, it's it's funny. Like it feels a lot like Breath of the Wild to me. It has the same feeling of wonder and wanting to explore every inch because you just don't know what's coming around the corner. It even starts in the same way, the game. You, like, come out of a cave and you, like, come out onto this, like, cliff and you look over all of the landscape. Like, they almost... It's like they almost copied it one for one. Mm. But, but it's, like... Obviously, the games are different, but, yeah, it's just this... Like, that feeling came back. I, I didn't know I'd be able to have a feeling that wondrous after Breath of the Wild and it came back with Elden Ring in the same way. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's nice. And for anyone who's wondering, why well, I'm so quiet. I don't know. I haven't played it. Oh, well... I know I haven't, of course, but you might not have known. I haven't played it, but I I don't have to have played something to respect it, and I've, I've spoken about that with Ocarina of Time before. Hmm. I know where things sit in their place in the gaming industry and why they're important, and I like even just looking at gameplay. I've seen you play it, of course. Uh, you know, I even watched you play uh, Resident Evil 7. I technically didn't do a thing, hmm. but I still feel like I played it. Yeah, you obviously. did. You did. So I, yeah. I think, you know, it's... Um, I think... It's yeah, sort of important to acknowledge that even if you haven't played something, but you it doesn't if you haven't played something doesn't mean you disrespect the game, uh, don't like it, or you never have an intention of playing it. Um, yeah, just just means you're respecting it from a distance. Yeah, and I certainly respect it. Yeah, well, if you ever decide I want to give it a go, I'll be ready with my character to come in your game and help you with any any boss and anything. Just do it for me. Is there a crab? The game starts with a crab. Yes. I don't want a crab. <laughs> there's crabs. There's 100% crabs. Bloody hell. I don't know if there's a crab boss, but there's crab enemies. Uh, those crawling hands. <laughs> there's beaches and stuff. There's definitely crabs. There's big crawling hands. Oh. Absolutely monsters. They have like 20 fingers. Yeah. They're like 10 times the size of your character. Like they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. It's hectic. They are creepy. Mm. Yeah. No. Uh, sorry. I just want to say about that game one more thing is that it has the most amazing multiplayer as well. Because like other Souls games, for instance, I'm playing yeah Dark Souls One remaster right now with with another friend, and you know we have to 
you can only spawn in other people's games when there's a boss available and you have to be in the same area. Like you have to put your summon sign down. You have to summon them into your game in the same spot and all this stuff. And every time you die, you got to do it again, all these things. Elden Ring, and so and like you're very locked off to the areas the boss is in. Like you can't leave that zone, for instance. Like you mm. just got to, it's only really one thing you can do at a time. Elden Ring is like you can literally join in a group of like three or four and just like jump in a game and just ride around the whole world on your horses and just do whatever the hell you want. It's mm. like it's the funnest multiplayer. Yeah, it's so satisfying. Like you just explore the whole world in a group. All with all solo. It's it's yeah the best best multiplayer ever. It's so good. Proper co-op. Yeah, true like true co-op from end to end. Basically, if you want it, it's so it's amazing. Um, twenty twenty three. Sorry, yeah twenty. <laughs> the, the year we're in. Yeah, you're pointing over there. I don't know where you're pointing at, but you've got the envelope. I was pointing at you. Yeah, sorry. The the twenty twenty three nominees. So you're struggling to look at yourself, but. Big year, twenty twenty three of games, and we and obviously we spoke in the pre show about what we, what we haven't played or what what's not notable. And there's a lot that people, if they listen to, would be like, "That's crazy, you haven't played that, whatever." But we can only get to what we can get to. And this mm-hmm. is with the games that we thought were worth nominating for the game of the year this year that we got to, and that was uh, the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Resident Evil Four, the remake, Metroid Prime Remastered, Pikmin Four. Assassin's Creed Mirage and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So, the winner for the game of the year 2023 is. Let me get it out. Let me put the envelope down wherever my stack of envelopes are. <laughs> Let me open the piece of paper. Oh, you folded it twice. That's twice as long for me to open it, Will. <laughs> the suspense. This drummer's been rolling for about five minutes. He's getting sweaty. Resident Evil 4 remake. Oi. Resident Evil 4. Well, I don't think there's much surprise as to why we would put that as, as the winner. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be surprised. We only did an episode on it about a month ago. Yeah. Um, but we love it. Yeah, and that's a... Obviously, that that'll be uh, check it out for an extended, obviously uh, extended listen to why it is so damn good in our eyes, well, in most people's eyes. It's very famous, famously good game. Uh, but <laughs> this game is just—it's uh, the peak of the series for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said in the past that you know Resident Evil Two is maybe the one I reflect on the mo- wanting to replay the most. Um, just because, you know, pure survival horror, I just really loved it. But this game, in terms of an all-round game, is so far and beyond the the best in the series. Just the most, it's the most creative, it's the most wild. It uh, covers off on all sort of gameplay types from mm. stealth to horror, um, you know, to thriller, to just all-out action, yep. to mildly comedic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In in the way that Resident Evil, <laughs> in the way that Resident Evil never intends to be. Yeah, funny for the wrong reasons. Funny for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, Although Resident Evil Four's got probably got more right reasons than uh, say yeah. Resident Evil Five had. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, it's just a yeah really well rounded game. Leon's a great protagonist. Yeah. He's not nothing complicated, but he's just really he's just strong. Um, we get into a couple a couple of really good sort of character arcs with with some villains. Um, the the sort of zones. This is sort of what Resident Evil Village sort of takes off in terms of having its little 
areas of a you know a village, a castle, mm. um, a lakeside, all this sort of stuff that you sort of explore stage by stage. Yeah, in, in acts, I suppose. And they um, don't feel that crazy to move between. No, they don't. It's not as weird as um, Resident <laughs> Evil Five. It's not as sh- shit. Um, it's Resident <laughs> Evil Five. It sort of handles it a bit better. Um, it's just it's got all the weird quirks of Resident Evil, the Resident Evil series, but in the best way. Uh, just it's just yeah, just so much more expansive. And, and in the same way that Resident Evil Five sucks after playing four, mm. Resident Evil Four is surprisingly good coming from three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real seesawing series, um, mm, very in, in quality, and it's. Yeah. Um, but you know that's why that's why we we asked in the Resident Evil Five episode why do we play these games? Just because they just randomly. I mean, we're playing them after they were released, so we sort of get the benefit of other people saying whether they're good or not. Yeah, yeah. Before we play yeah. them, but the series is just like you never know when it's going to pop out with an absolute gem, <laughs> nah, and don't. when it's going to give you a stinker. <laughs> you know, so it's. Yeah. Um, you know, in your words, stinker, and um, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's just a yeah, such a strong game that again, uh, it's just one of those games that we when when you just settle into it after a couple of hours, you just embrace all of its quirkiness, mm. and it's just uh, such a rich experience. Yeah, no, I'm very I'm very glad to give this game of the year, um, and I, I echo everything you said. It was kind of when we were discussing it, it was kind of between this and Zelda. Um, Zelda being such a huge deal, but I think um, I don't know. This just takes the cake. I think everything you said, and then on top of that, the the visuals is amazing. I just love the way it looks. It's so gritty and like vibrant when it needs to be. Like the flames of someone's like so bright and vibrant. Like it just it looks real to me. It looked real. Um, and uh, the what I liked a lot about it was the actual feeling of the gunplay and the movement it just felt really satisfying to play like the guns all had this like amazing weight to their shots amazing sound effects from the from the speakers lighting um, from the gunshots even which is an important thing yeah yeah lighting oh, there's even a, lot like, of wet, a lot of wet surfaces yeah 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 a lot of rain hmm. lots of rain in that remake it was always drifting on the screen but it didn't hamper us it just uh added life hmm. you know and then um even things like blocking the chainsaw ganado's um, ch- uh, chainsaw with a bloody with your knife, kitchen knife. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but like, even as ridiculous as that is, the the way that looked is like so amazingly intense, and like the sparks coming off the knife, like it's just like crazy. Like I was everything about it, I was just absorbed in mm. that game. Even the bloody shooting galleries were so fun to me. I did all of them because I just loved shooting. It just mm. felt so good. Um, and that's already on top of the you know great great story and the. The amazing game that the original already was anyway um to me when i when i played it so no i loved it it's, it's um i'm more than happy to to give a game of the year over over zelda being zelda was i mean tears of kingdom's like an amazing game but i just breath of the wild still feels like that core experience to me so i'm more than happy to to uh collectively give re4 the nod with you hmm. no problems there I'll, I'll definitely play that again like i i reckon resident evil 4 out of all the resident evils is one i'll probably just like play again just because it's I just think it's so fun. Mm. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, intense and creepy at times. Probably yeah. not, not as scary, but just creepy. Yeah. It's, un- it's unsettling. Yeah. Unsettling when it needs to be. Yeah. Mm. I don't mind that it's not like super scary because I think that mm. the, the other games have covered it, that. It brings in just the right amount of action to make it 
so satisfying and it doesn't go all the way to action and just get rid of all the scares like five for instance it's mm. like it blends them both together and the remake it, they they made that more a lot more gritty than the original looks anyway so like they added in horror a lot of the wall elements and things they add a lot of you know blood or like destroyed things in buildings and stuff like they added so much atmosphere to that remake mm. it's potentially the best remake of all time and then for the sequel <laughs> and for the sequel they took out about 16 hours yeah it's a lot Resident Evil 4 is a big game huge it's, 20, it's 24 hours a long finish, game it's a yeah. huge game so it's uh, and and it's and we're the same time because I would I already <laughs> knew where to go a bit because I'd played it but I spent like three hours in the shooting gallery <laughs> and I didn't so yeah so no Resident Evil 4 is awesome but there's one more set of awards to give and that is the overall game of the year for uh, for both years, 2022 and 2023. So this is an award given to the absolute best video game you played for the first time this year, regardless of the year it was released. And this is an award we're both individually going to give. Um, so it can be any any game you played for the first time in the given year was the best game you played of the year in general. Um, and I think this kind of award, like this kind of thing gets missed when people talk about game of the year online. It's like you can just talk about the games you played at all mm. it doesn't always just have to be what's new yeah like I think it's it's why can't we celebrate games that are old that we just experienced like it's still an exper- new experience so mm. um, I, I think this is this should be always be our biggest award um, though our joint game of the year is obviously a, a big deal but I think this is this is the most reflective award of what we played and what we loved individually so let's get let's do it let's get into it so your winner for 2021 uh, for this category was Zero Mission. Yes, Metro Zero Mission it was, which I remember I was listening to that back and you were quite shocked <laughs> when I read that out. But it was just, I, that that started my Metroid, my love for Metroid and mm. it's sustained through all of this year as well. So you have, you have a total of 11 nominees. You got five for 2022, which are uh, Elden Ring, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Resident Evil 4, the Wii Edition, so from way back in 2004, five, uh, five. We edition would have been, yeah, I don't know, maybe like five or, or six or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cult of the Lamb, Pokemon Scarlet, and God of War Ragnarok. Uh, for 2023. That was that was six, by the way, not five. Yeah, it was two, so you got 12 all up. Um, Metroid Prime Remastered, Pikmin 3, Resident Evil 4 Remake, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Cyberpunk 2077 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So there's an award for both years too, for, so, the, for the record. So, yeah. of those 12 games, only one can be the best in both of the years. Something. There's one for each year. There's one for each year? Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, there is. I did the same. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so I was saying, <laughs> there's, there's a 2022 winner and a 2023 winner. Oh, okay. Sorry, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, all right. <laughs> but I wrote them all in the same thing. Yeah, so that's yeah, why. Gotcha. All right. So your favorite game that you played for the first time in 2022 was Elden Ring. Shocker, but deserved. Shocker, but deserved. I don't. Mind, I don't have to talk about Elden Ring again. I just spoke about it. But it's um, one of the best games of all time. So if you haven't played it and you like hard action adventures, just go, just do it. You should. It's great. And for 2023, drum roll again. Metroid Prime Remastered. Get your head out of the gutter. What, what is it about Samus? <laughs> another Metroid, so, another so Metroid game has won my game, <laughs> won my game of the year. I've, I said before, 
I said Retro Resident Evil 4 might be the greatest remake of all time. And I said might. Mm. Because Metroid Prime Remastered is the best remake of all time. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's the best. Yeah, wow. It is amazing. Is it a remake or a remaster? Well, they call it a remastered, but they literally, like, it looks like it came out today. Like, it's insane. Like, mm. they actually 100% would have had to remake that game. It's crazy. Um, I'll, That game is so good. And I'll tell you why I picked it. Because, obviously, Resident Evil 4 won Game of the Year. And that's 100% deserved and worthy. I agree with that. And Resident Evil 4... Uh, you know, if you go call back to my top 50 games episode, it's above Metroid Prime. So, like, I love Resident Evil 4. But Metroid Prime Remastered, this year, I played that game twice this year. So, I played it on my on the Wii version. And Metroid Prime Remastered came out the week I beat it on the Wii, right? And it was a shadow drop in a direct. Didn't even know it was coming. It just happened mm. within 10 seconds. And... um I was like, oh, I don't need to buy that right now. Like, I, I literally just finished it, right? And I, and I I liked it on the Wii. Like, I did enjoy it. Anyway, pr- probably about four or five months went by and I was coming back from Sydney for from a work thing. And um, I don't know what why. I was sitting at the airport and I just thought, I feel like I want to play Metroid Primary Master. I, it just came to me out of nowhere. I was just sitting there on my phone and I was like, yeah. So, I just went on Amazon and ordered it and it, and it arrived at home that day. <laughs> like, like that at the end of the day yeah, well. when I flew home and um, I was like I'm doing it I'm playing it and I this is a game I played already this year and I literally started playing it and I don't think I've ever been so zoned in to a game in my life like I literally played it non-stop every day that I had time until I beat it and I basically got 100% completion on every single thing in the game mm. and I knew where to go for the most part, because I'd already played this year, but that didn't matter. That actually, that actually made it funner because I was like trying to play it like some sort of pro, mm. and like it's it's not often you can say, oh, I, I liked a game even more the second time you played it, but this remake was so good, and playing it on the Switch with the handheld controls rather than the motion controls with the Wii, like the new updated controls, the visuals, and just like the quality of the game, it is. I uh, I couldn't. I couldn't pick anything else. It's just like I was just abs- I was obsessed. It's just so good. Yeah. It's like 100%. If there's any game on this list that you should play, uh I I like, you know, maybe alongside Elden Ring, you should play Metro Primary Master because it's like the best one of the best first person shooters games ever. It's amazing. The hmm. at- most atmospheric one of the most atmospheric games I've ever played. It's, oh, so good. Yeah, sick. So good. Oh, well, congratulations, Samus. Yeah, Samus has done it again. Would you sacrifice her? I mean, you hardly her? see Samus in this because uh, it's first person. So, <laughs> Would you sacrifice her? I'd 100% marry her. Um, sacrifice her. If if I got the same ultimatum as I did for what happened with Elise, I suppose I would. You suppose? Oh, <laughs> this is weird. I shouldn't ask these questions. I don't like what I'm hearing. I mean, you've seen how Samus can, you know, twist into a little ball she's, she's quite flexible <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think I, I just don't I just don't I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it I think it's um, it's it's uh, it's controversial I'd love to know like the anatomy of how she actually t- strings down into a ball and, and stands back up like in a massive metal suit 
Um, like it's one of those things where it's like you, you probably should just not look into it because then it'll ruin the uh, immersion. Rule 34 or whatever you say. <laughs> I have, I'm, not, I'm not looking at rule 34 of Samus, okay? Yeah. It's not who I am. Yeah, look, I don't, None understand, of this is who I am. I don't understand the significance of what I said, so I... Uh, yeah, you don't. Like, don't. Nobody go there. Don't go there. You don't, and now you sound like someone that knows. Well, yeah, look, I... I understand, I, I but, I, but I don't indulge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, um, Samus, you deserve better. Just stay away. Well, Samus got exactly what she deserved, and that was that amazing remaster. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, I hope they do the same for 2 and 3. So I can play them on on Switch and Metro Prime Four is coming mm. at some point. They uh, it was announced in 2017 and we haven't heard about it since. So it's coming. All right, last one. Luke's overall game of the year. I've got the envelope. I've got the nominees. Let's read them. So 2021 winner was The Last of Us Part Two. Like typical. Mm. Um, not. Oh, cause that came out in 2020. Yeah. I see you, you were a bit late like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say not Ori, but that, that didn't come out the same year. Um, doesn't matter. We gave that award out two years ago. It's easy to remember. <laughs> saddest game for the saddest year. Very, very true. Um, all right. So nominees for 2022 were Detroit Become Human, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Ghost of Tsushima, and Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares. You ever played Little Nightmares 2 or not? No, I mean, meaning to. I saw it was on sale the other day. It's like five dollars on it. Yeah. So keep an eye out. Mm. Anyway, 2023 nominees. Uh, you got seven nominees here. So we got, uh, well, actually, I'm scratching one. We got Assassin's Creed Mirage, Horizon Zero Dawn, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, God of War Ragnarok, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Galaxy. And uh, you wrote Pokemon Silver, and I'm scratching that because you didn't play it for the first time yeah. in 2023. Forgot to remove it. Sorry. <laughs> and the winners are. Let's have a look. So we got two awards to give out. Did you write them on the same thing? Yeah. yeah. All right. 2022 goes to Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. You want to... Are we talking about that now? You want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, sorry. Oh, I can read the other no, one. No, 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 Let's get... Do you want to read all your notes? Or? Quarantine. <laughs> no, uh, we haven't revealed the second one yet. Yeah, good, good, good. All right. Yeah. Just, uh, just wink at me if I'm on the right track with what I wrote. No, you wrote, wrote, you wrote notes for the next one. Next one okay. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. That was um, a game I see. I'd seen you play, I think, and I just didn't yeah. didn't really care much. Well, neither did I, because I didn't even finish it. Yeah, and then I uh, I remember you loved it a little bit, but you just couldn't quite yeah finish it. Mm. Then I. Uh, when I played it, it was the same thing. It was one of those, one of those nitpicky moments for me where the character's weight wasn't quite. You know, it was meant to be a big, heavy third-person game, and it just felt a bit cheap to start with. Mm. Visuals were cool, but you know, like they, um, they had a few workarounds. Like when if something was uh, burnt, they'd just change the hue of it. I think so. It just completely took the color out of it, rather than it being a gray object. If that makes sense. So right. you could just see it was just a huge. <laughs> It was visually just uh, visually you could see they were just making all the colors pop. They were yeah, sucking yeah. the color yeah. out where it wasn't meant to be. It was all about contrast. Yeah, yeah. Um, visually, oh, which brightest, is really brightest game of all time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then once I sort of got past, for whatever reason, sort of critiquing the look of the game rather than the feel of it. Um, once I got into the feel of it, I just loved it. It was. I was thinking today. I really can't wait for the second one because uh, I just really feel like that. Uh, 
talk, speaking of um, what I said before when talking about Assassin's Creed, and I think I referred to this game actually. Um, you did. Where it starts to get, it sort of starts to tap in what the, the spirituality of the people were at the time. You know, so uh, Jin, the main character, he's not he's not overly strong. He's just a brooding, the brooding type of you know former samurai or uh, Ronan. He um he just really you know like you go to hot you go to onsen hot springs uh and he you know gets um which just look ridiculously you know the, this maple that just like is bright red against a gray background like at all it's as poppy as hell um and it doesn't you know it doesn't look real but it just uh it just feels like you're in a like an art, artistic like i don't know like a big um what are those big wall you know when someone does a painting on a wall a tapestry sort of thing like feels, a, like a mural yeah mural feels like you're in some really bright mural or something um mm. and like you know you follow foxes to dens and you know foxes uh, have mm, i love that have uh yeah they have yeah. uh you know sort of spiritual significance in in japan yeah. and, um yep. and they're just they're bright orange on the you know and the green all these little things that just sort of lean really heavily into what the uh the, the mindset, the soul of, uh, you know, what people believed in back then, the honor system of the samurai. Uh, and I, I don't know, there's just something about it that just, uh, it was just so intensely powerful in a lot of its um, imagery, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait for the second one, mm. see what it brings. But yeah. just a f- fantastic experience that it took me way too long to get to. Nice. Well, last award. Your 2023 overall game of the year. And the winner is, and to complete the uh, PlayStation trifecta of awards you've given, is God of War Ragnarok. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. Kratos, my buddy. (laughs) I guess this caught me to speaking of House of the Dragon and uh, The Last of Us as ridiculously good character development. Uh, examples in character development mm. um, they are uh, I played this probably at the same time or just sorry not the same time I finished this January 5th uh, but this sort of uh, sort of came just before I watched those shows and it was just like such a rich time in character development those three things like those three uh, series or entries or whatever you want to call them were just so ridiculously good at getting characters we sort of knew of before, uh, whether it be through the games for The Last of Us. We knew of House Targaryen from the previous TV shows, not the characters themselves, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and God of War, like we played the original, the first game. We knew all these characters already. Yeah. And how they were able to just refresh all... I'll talk specifically about God of War, how about that, rather than everything else. But in God of War in particular, <laughs> you get these... You get uh, Kratos and Atreus... Who you think? Yeah, they're just going to be a, fa- a father-son dynamic here that we're just going to get better, you know, build more and more. Mm-hmm. But how far they went with making Kratos so redeemable, and how he's trying to redeem himself. Uh, you know how uh, Freya's bad, and then she becomes your ally. How Atreus is testing the boundaries, but he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, compared to where we thought, we thought he'd just go complete evil. Yeah. Given he was being such a he shit. He's getting set up first. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Odin, the master, you know, I mean, Loki's technically the master trickster who is Atreus himself, but but Odin's so so e- evil and, uh, you know, conspiring all the time. Mm. He gets you. 
Um, yeah. You know, like this massive twist. Uh, Brock and Sindri this time. We get to know them better and, uh, you know, more and more every single time. Oh, yeah. Um, They're dramatic, every, those two. Yeah. Every time we see them, we learn something new. Mm. I think, yeah, but I think Kratos is in particular, like, without spoiling the very, very ending, uh, there's just a moment where it's like a fleeting moment. It was like 10 seconds where he sort of sees a potential future of him being loved. Yeah. And you just see, like, suddenly, like, if you had seen that in the past, you he wouldn't have done a thing. Mm-hmm. This time, he literally just falters for a second. And I don't know, I was actually thinking, like, you know, it looks like his lips. Have we reviewed this game on the show? No. Okay. But it looks like, you know, like his lips, his lips quivering, for example. And I thought maybe it's just the flickering of the graphics. You know, it's not quite that great yeah, on, his, yeah. on his chin hairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, it sort of helped me show that, helped show me that he's like suddenly. All he wants is just to be normal again after being so angry for so long, and you think that's just how he's going to be forever. Yeah, and now he's just like you sort of realize everything he's doing is trying to correct that. You know, he takes time out of his day to go and save the the health 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 yuga or whatever those flying jellyfish are in the yeah, in the yeah, because he just that's the best. My favorite part of the game, I reckon. Mm, it's just so nice because yeah. he just goes, "Oh, if you want to go do that, we'll go do it." Yeah, uh, to Atreus because he wants to save this creature, as Atreus always does. Yeah, and suddenly in the first game, you know, Kratos would have said, "No, nah, we're not doing it." Now he's like, "No, we'll, we'll do this" because he just wants to spend time with him and yeah, you know, let him do mm. these nice things. And it was just, uh, yeah, it was over that that's that few months of gaming and TV were overwhelming in terms of how I how important I realized character development was mm. and just how like it. It's pretty explicit. I remember in the first couple of hours of this game, I thought, geez, they're really shoehorning the character development here, as in they're just trying to really push them along uh, to become, you know, bigger and better versions of themselves or throw new challenges at them. But I just didn't expect it to be so effective. Uh, I should have because the game's so good. The first game was so Mm. damn good. Yeah. And this game doesn't necessarily build on the first game graphically. Um, Combat, you know, some people say combat's worse or not as deep. I think it's a bit slightly more simplified in terms of the upgrades and everything you can get, which is I'm happy with. I don't want you know endless um, inventory screens that yeah. I just don't know how what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So it was simplified in that way, which is I think was a positive for me. Uh, but yeah, all in all, uh, it just added, it just made this uh, world so much deeper. Purely be, like the world was deep in the first game. It was all about the myth and you know this mid- magic, magical, magical land. <laughs> Uh, that probably didn't need much more life into it, and suddenly they just they did. Even Thor, you know, Thor's a real like pig-headed bastard to start with. Yeah, and then by the end, you just like he's just a dad. Like Kratos loves it, you know, admires him as being another dad. You know, you know, just sort of sees the similarities between them because um, they're both. Even though Thor's the god of thunder, he's technically like the god of war, really. We know yeah, tears yeah. there, but he's the real warmonger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just uh, I loved I loved what it did to our boy. Kratos. Yeah. Nice. Very well said. And good timing um, to give that award. Only a couple of days now and the, we're going to have the new free expansion that that uh, sounds like it's going to deliver on a bit more of Kratos' story on what he saw at the end of the game. Mm. So no better time to jump back into it than this week, really, if you wanted to. Yeah. I'll be getting in. <laughs> we'll, we'll both be doing that DLC, won't we? Yep. Yeah, good. <laughs> so well done 
Well done. That's it. That's all the awards. That's the Rumbleys award show. I thought no better way to end the year of the Rumble Pack by a couple of final burning questions that I wrote down to ask you. Oh, you're end, asking me these? Yeah, oh. To end the year. I mean, I can answer them too, but I wrote these down to, to ask you to, to send out the year right in the Rumble Pack way um, with some burning questions. I'm going to turn the heat back on you quickly, buddy. <laughs> I got you in first. I'm going to get you with one of your own. Now, you didn't expect this. This is hot. This is hot. You didn't expect it, did you? <laughs> well, no, I didn't expect what you're doing right now. No. I mean, I wrote the question. This so. is heat. This is heat. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if you're taking one of the questions I wrote, then <laughs> I didn't expect that. Yeah, I'm taking yours because <laughs> I'm going to ask you, buddy. <laughs> what are your expectations for the new Nintendo console that will likely come out in 2024? Yeah, you didn't expect to be asked answering that, did you? It's bloody hot. Well, I assumed I would answer it, but I didn't expect for you to point at me like you are. You're very sweaty and hot. I am. I um hot and sweaty even because well, it sounds a bit kinky when yeah, I say sweaty I like and hot. It the first way. Um, the my expectations. My expectations are that it's uh, follows on in the same vein as Switch because why would you go away from that now? You'd be crazy. Um, but you turn it up to eleven and make it powerful as hell. You bring it up to actual some modern day standards in terms of power keep the OLED display and keep churning out great games and fix the online capabilities on the system. Like make the, you know, make make you be able to bloody message and, and, and start parties with voice chat for God's sake <laughs> or something, you know? Any of those things. That would be the ideal scenario. So, I ex- But I, I just expect it to launch. Wow, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I expect it to launch sooner rather than later. That's what I was going to say. People say like, oh, end of year, November. I actually think it's going to come out in the first half of the year. Um, May. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so uh, uh, that was not meant to be a pun, but yeah, maybe May. Yeah. Mm. Um, the Switch originally launched in March when that came out. So um, no, I, for other reasons too, I think it's going to come out in the first half of the year and I think it's going to be awesome. But um, I hope it, I just hope it actually delivers on something close to the power we're getting in the other systems so it can be uh, retained for the future and uh, they fix, actually put some time into making the online infrastructure better. And then I think overall, like if they do those two things, I can't really complain. It'll be great. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts or nah? Nah. Nah. No, I I agree. I just think it's, I, I mean, no, agree. Sorry, agree is a cop out. I think, I, I just don't. I actually don't know. I, I, because they change up the. I know the Wii had the screen. Wii U, sorry, Wii U had the screen, mm. which obviously progressed the screen idea. Yeah, but I just don't know what the next progression would be without just being a Switch Two. Well, yeah, they, they have a they have, the, they have a trend of you know upgrading a console to be a new thing. Yeah, so I'm very, I'm very intrigued to see what they do yeah. because I'm, I'm intrigued and afraid. Yeah, because I'm not sure what would be better than the Switch in terms of um, an overall design. Yeah. That's why I just want them to. That's why I'm expecting them and hoping that they just do a way more powerful switch. Maybe with a bendy screen. Don't stuff it up. Maybe you can fold the screen. Yeah, Samsung curved monitor yeah. between controllers. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a, a patent that they had, that they like trademarked or something that I saw that was for a switch with a foldable dual screen that folded over the front as a cover and it was like two giant displays, like a gigantic DS. Yeah, right. So, I don't know, maybe they're adding another screen to it or something, which would be like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm, like, I'll play, try anything they make, but I just like, 
the switch is such a solid idea. Why would you, why would you stuff it up and go away from it? It's gonna be the most highest selling console of all time. Like it's it clearly works. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, two for you, and then we'll wrap it up for the year. Will the PlayStation Portal? proved to be a good investment for someone who wants to play their PS5 games in the next bedroom. So the PlayStation Portal is out overseas, but in Australia it comes out in Feb, which is a and it's a streaming device for the PS5 to remote play your PS5 games on an, on a it's basically a screen with DualSense cut in half on the sides. Mm. Yeah, I I will say for a start, I think this the Nintendo will always be have more suitable games for that sort of handheld experience. I think like if you're talking about playing Metroid Prime Remastered and you're getting really immersed and this is just I have less affinity than, for the handheld than, as, than compared to you uh, but I just think like yeah but you can't be as immersed in it though you know I always want to if we you and I would be the same in that we, if we want to if we're playing a big new cinematic game we want to be on the big screen hmm. speakers up as loud as, well, as loud as possible you know yeah even even the new Zelda I, I made sure I wanted to start it on the TV yeah even though I played a lot on handheld yeah yeah and I and just for me as a as a bit of a sucker like I I've gotten to the point and I'm I don't mean to be you know uh, retracting from society uh, it's like an old man but I you know like if I'm playing a game for the first time if there's any story in it I just don't want to even have a party chat because I'm like I just I don't want to accidentally miss any moment. Yeah, yeah I just want to. Pretty fair like, though. Oh, that's fair, but I'm yeah. You know, I just didn't, it just sort of snuck up on me as something I'm yeah. just doing staunchly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whereas, so I think with being at PlayStation because they do have these more, you know, bigger, more cinematic, realistic games as you would Xbox and PlayStation. If you visualize Xbox and PlayStation compared to Nintendo, you, you know the difference. Mm. You know what what the sort of games are. I personally don't think it's much worth it if I'm just going to the next room. And uh, yeah, I I just think just wait until you have the TV. Yeah. Just, you don't need to play it all the time. Yeah, that's just and that's just me. I mm. I, I totally see why it would be cool if you if you are just playing a racing game yeah, or something like that. Um, yeah. But in terms of the investment, I don't know what's going to cost. Do you know what? Do they have the announced cost? Uh, yeah. Price? What is it's it? three hundred and thirty bucks. Aussie or yeah, yeah, Aussie, yeah. That's not see, that's not too bad. That that's that's pretty good. Um, I think it's a lot. Yeah, okay. Because it's so do I. Well, oh, <laughs> I th- I think it's a lot because it doesn't play games natively. It, it's it's only a streaming device. Yeah. Like I could stream to this iPad. Mm. So yeah. it's like I think you're paying for the you're paying for the uh, easy access of just having PlayStation controller device that's in one one form factor rather than having to like you know connect your ps5 controller to this ipad yeah but um it's for, and for that it's a lot yeah honestly <laughs> if i think about it i don't I don't reckon it'll be a success i don't think it'll be a bad thing i think people will get real real some real uh, mileage out of it uh, but yeah, yeah. i don't think it's going to be a specific niche niche use cases would yeah. love it yeah i think it might be like the way the way you sorry um where it'll just be like, yeah. yeah, cool. Some people love it. Other people will just be like, I don't need it. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think parents will rush to buy it for their kids. No, a lot of parents will probably buy it thinking it's a PlayStation. And oh yeah, no. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think for the first <laughs> Christmas it might be a big thing, but I don't think yeah. it'll just run on, on and on because yeah. they'll just be like, you've already got the console. Yeah. I'm not buying you a second console to work well, with the console. Yeah. It's not a console though. To remember too, it's it's like it's just a it's more of like an attachment. Yeah, yeah. Did you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. 
I feel similarly. Last question. Uh, what what in 2024 does Xbox need to do to make you buy a new Xbox? You're still riding that Xbox One original from back in 2014. I haven't turned it on and, in like uh, nearly a year. I know. I'm not, I, I know you don't really use it, but like, what would Xbox need to actually do next year to make you go? I need it. I need an X, a Series X. What is it? My. How could they get you? <laughs> and I'm and Microsoft did not ask me to ask you. Yeah, that's I fair. promise. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Three things, and that to be three exclusives. Two of them guaranteed exclusive, but one of them will have to be <laughs> an Ori sequel, which it won't happen. But you know, I'm just saying. That's what would have to happen. Mm. You should, yeah. I was gonna say you assume that wouldn't be on PS5. I know, because like you can already it's play. Be, it's gonna be a, it's gotta be a, um, an exclusive. If they want me to buy it. Yeah. Well, sorry, you're saying it's it yeah. to be. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm trying to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already saying. Well, you, that might be on PS5. Yeah. <laughs> um. So an Ori sequel. Gears of War six. And what's Gears of War? Do you mean Gears six? Gears six. Yeah. <laughs> sorry you're telling me story sake. sorry and uh, no I'm just ashamed of it um, and the spiritual successor to Bioshock has to be the Xbox <laughs> that's huge it could be I well uh, I got an Xbox on my, my work around a Gears of War is something I'm going to have to plan and think about yeah you, uh, you can play you can you, I don't know I'll borrow yours yeah <laughs> I went, I went to say it and then I was like, hmm. You don't even play it. You hate your Xbox. I do. I play Halo Night. Yeah, you hate your Xbox. I play Halo Night. I'll bring it back Wednesday nights. You can just come here once per week to play the next chapter. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that would kill me. Well, you hate being here that much. Yeah. 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 I, um... No, you'll have to... That will make Gear 6 eventually, so you'll have to figure it out. Yeah, that'll and be it ain't going to come to the Xbox One. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but there's not much else. I don't, I don't feel any need of reason to buy it. Yeah, that Bioshock spiritual, spiritual successor uh, one is uh, pretty interesting, though. I, I, I never thought of that. What if it is exclusive to something? I doubt it will be, but it, it might be. Mm. Yeah, and the Ori one, yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, they do make another Ori, but it probably won't be Moon, so I'm sort of like, yeah, it makes me feel bad. Because Moon Studios made it, but Xbox owns Ori, mm. but Moon Studio doesn't work with Xbox anymore, mm. so they probably won't. So um, I'm sort of scared. It's like, oh, I don't really want anyone else to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would. So, uh, but, it's, but, it. but it's there because it's like, oh, I'm Ori. It's the best. But yeah, anyway, that's interesting. I can't answer that. I already have an Xbox, but yeah. what in 2024 20, would make me play my Xbox? I guess Gear 6, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gear, Gear 6 would probably be the one, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely play <laughs> Gear 6. And um, You could re-ask me, what, no. would, what would make you play my Xbox? I'll play your Xbox with Gear Six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, and also would be uh, a new Banjo Kazooie on the Xbox. Well, it's how gross. Rare owns it. If they, if they, oh, you know what would make me play uh, Xbox though? Sorry, one last thing. So Banjo Kazooie, new Banjo Kazooie, a Gear Six, and making Sea of Thieves free to play without Game Pass, and we jump back in. Oh, that's what would make me play. Oh boy, because uh, we love Sea of Thieves so much, but we don't want. Don't want Game Pass. I don't even have Game Pass anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't have, I don't have, have Game Pass. I don't so. have Xbox Live. So, uh, yeah. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. It's just Game Pass. Now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, that's what it would do. It Anyway, that's it. That's it for the year. Congrats on the year. Congrats to all the uh, winners. Congrats, congrats to Resident Evil 4 
for our game of the year 2023. Well done. Well done. Um, and congrats to us for for another year of Rumble Pack. Cheers to the Cheers. Cheers uh, to that. Another another year of the Rumble Pack podcast, and we'll be back in 2024 at some stage with new episodes, new games to review, and maybe some fun new stuff. Who knows? But we'll we'll be back 2024. And how will we remember 2023? I know how. We played one of the best games of all time, Resident Evil 4. And we played two of the worst games of all time, <laughs> Resident Evil 5 and 6. It's true. Try to work that one out, everyone. It's true. What went wrong? Yeah. We might have to do a bit of a deep dive, detect some detective work into what the heck's going on with this series. There's no doubt when we've played them all, we'll have to do an episode mega analyzing the whole series we may have a mental breakdown <laughs> it'll be our longest episode to date it'll be six parts we're gonna have to talk about ethan winters <laughs> well we're gonna talk about him eventually we haven't even done seven or eight yeah i know so we'll get there anyway Good we're going on another resonable tangent here to end the year probably fitting of the year so yeah, it is yeah let's uh let's sign off there so good job luke and uh good job will <laughs> and good job rumble pack and everyone that listens, thank you very much for listening another year of, of the show. Yeah, thanks everyone for um, tuning in this year. It's been really fun. Uh, we obviously not as regular as we were in the in the initial year, but we've uh, we found a nice rhythm for us that works now. Uh, yep. That makes sure we get the content out, content out as um, regular as we or pretty much regularly as we like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we uh, we certainly enjoyed bringing it to you, and we look forward to bringing you more. Yes. Agree. Richmond 2024 20, premiers. Sign off. <laughs> What's. Let's not. Let's stop. Let's, just, let's stop there. Good luck to you with that one. Bye, everybody. Love you all. <laughs>